Hi there. You're listening to Cinema Cult, where we pick a weekly movie genre, review a movie with that specific theme, and then discuss where that genre is going, where it's been, and figure out what significance it ultimately plays in cinema's history. As expected, there will be spoilers, and F-bombs are dropped pretty frequently. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Hanto. I don't know why I just did the ending at the beginning. We normally don't do that. But um, this was uh, Hanto's pick this week. Hanto, tell us what you picked. <laughs> okay. Uh, I picked The Longest Good Night from 1995, uh, directed by Rennie Harlan, written by Shane Black, our profile for tonight's episode. Can I ask you why you picked this movie? Because uh, I love it. Do you really? really? I kind of do, yeah. No, no, it's okay. No, no. What do you mean? No, no, you no. said really, too. But you said it like <laughs> he a said laugh. really, and then he cut me expecting, off. Like... Expecting me not to answer no, mine, that question. No, mine was like a, oh, really? This is one of your favorites? Matt was like a, really? Like... <laughs> is this the podcast? Yeah, oh, this is the podcast. Bro. Okay, yeah, everything's live. This is live. Everyone's live. listening right now. We'll take live. calls now. <laughs> um, I had never seen this movie before. Oh, I really? I'd seen like the he last. Has. No, I haven't. Dude. Oh, You're a liar. I think we rented this, this on videotape when we were kids. I did too. I rented several times. Really? Several times? Several times? Oh, Seven man. times? And then years later, I bought it. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> no, we rented it and. Chris watched it with me, and I remember it not being whatever. It was just whatever when we watched it as kids, and Chris doesn't remember it at all. I don't. I don't remember this movie. It's almost like you have uh, focal retrograde amnesia. Oh, it sounds man. like you did some research. <laughs> <laughs> they mentioned it in the movie. Yeah, I didn't a know lot. they did that full thing though. Yeah, they did. Oh, you have seen this movie a good amount of times, haven't you? No, I watched. I mean, everything I wrote down is from watching it recently. So let me ask you, what do you like about this movie? It's a Shane like, Black movie. That's well, that's kind of like saying like. Uh, why do you love Matt? I'm like, oh, he's my brother. Well, he's yeah. not my brother. Could be. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. But I love Matt. All right, well, we'll break it up in the actual podcast and figure out why you love it. I do want to do a disclaimer. Uh, me and Matt want to, for you, Hanto, and the um, the customers, if you will. Um, there's a lot we didn't understand in this movie Yeah. Okay, that did not make any sense to us. Like? Oh, I'll get to it. We'll it's, get to it. Yeah, like what part? Tell me. Lots of them. So, uh, like, uh, give me an example. It happens in the first few minutes. We'll oh, well, let, let, let uh, Chris just start talking about the movie, then. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was trying to do. I didn't take any notes. It's all questions. Yeah. <laughs> See, you're asking me questions, now I'm asking you questions. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm there. Okay. okay. All right, well, let's get into this movie. The intro. We get this, like, James Bondish intro. Or just, I... like, a like, kind of like a flashbacky kind of explaining well i feel on. like this intro starts you're like oh man it's gonna be a badass movie there's no sexy like music playing though no you know, i know that yeah just a really bad score well, okay, yeah, it's I pretty generic think... it's super generic it's just when the guitars come in me and matt laugh every time something happened and like Wah! i'm trying to remember if i wrote that down i feel like i did guitars yeah guitar yeah. like guitar wailing at like really random parts yeah there's guitar wailing and they use some instrument that sounds like a sniper gun. Yeah. Or and so like they'll be Wait, bullets, mean, so they yeah. just use I mean they just use the sound effect. Yeah, so they'll be running and you're like pshoo, pshoo. Yeah, it's really weird. But, like, it's in no the soundtrack. I mean Chris kept yeah. looking at each other like is somebody shooting at him right now? And but, like what part? Okay, it starts in the train station cuz the guy walks up and he's about to shoot him and he has a silenced gun. Oh yeah, yeah. And he shoots it. I think I wrote the same thing. Yeah, and it's and you hear the silencer, right? But then the soundtrack has like this silencer gun noise in it, so it's you hear really like bizarre. the same sound effect, but it's a part of the score. I like, and this. we kept hearing it in the movie. We're like, is someone shooting at him right now? Like, yeah, I, I think we're onto something here. I think that's why I really love this movie. Oh, really? Oh, that's it. That's <laughs> I think okay. that's it. I couldn't pinpoint it, but I think but I got it. You got it. Man, <laughs> you're welcome. Okay, so the movie kind of gets right to the point right away, and we find out that uh, Gina Davis has had amnesia for eight years. Is that right? Yep, or something like that. She woke up on what the beaches of New Jersey. 
Oh, I didn't even catch that. Oh, yeah. She, okay. I mean, she, I think she mentions it in the okay. opening. No, no, you're fine. Yeah. Keep going. This is good. This is good. Um, <laughs> you're doing good. Uh, she's a mother. She doesn't know who the father is, but she does live with the guy who's kind of like... She, she lives with a guy. Yeah. Whoever yeah. this lame-ass boyfriend is. It was like a... Um, uh, they which, give like no time to it all. They're which, just like... Which yeah. we'll call it. It's like a... It's a low-grade... Uh, uh, shit, what's his name from uh, The River Wild? The dad from The River That's Wild? That's what I thought it was. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I said. That's what I was like. I kept thinking it was like a low-grade, like, they couldn't get, they couldn't afford. sure it wasn't him? They, yeah, okay. 100%. They couldn't afford that guy, so they had to get this, like, impersonator that's on the, <laughs> the streets of L.A. But he's, like, he's just not a part of this movie at all. He's in the beginning, and then they say goodbye, and then he, like, comes back at the farm. Yeah, I think I wrote down that he, he's, he's probably dead. That's what I like. As, See, soon, I as, I, he as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Oh, this is the guy they're gonna kill off." Like, yeah, because he has no connection to the family. It's not his daughter. Like she's, he's. I think he's just the boyfriend. Yeah, or yeah, well, they're, they're definitely married though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Because she yeah. says, "I'm seeing somebody." To him? No, when she's doing her opening narration, she's like, "Oh, I'm also seeing somebody right now." So oh. I don't know if it was a boyfriend or dad. Maybe. Okay. I thought it was like a or, fa- or husband. But um, yeah, I just wrote down. I was like, "This guy's probably gonna die." I was like, "He has yeah, no connection sure whatsoever." Die. I was and they probably should have done that because they always do. Um, they kind of do those kind of surprising deaths in mm-hmm. Shane Black movies. Yeah, like especially the babe in *Lethal Weapon* two. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like she so, gets. Yeah, they do it twice in this. One is for real. The other is how I would have written it. I'll oh, get to it. Oh, okay, <laughs> your your fan fiction. Fan oh, fiction. I got my uh, my version of this movie that I thought I think would be a. Little oh bad. man, when you guys tell me, I would have wrote my fan fiction yeah. down. Mine's just for a scene. Do you have a full movie, Matt? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> What's your fan fiction? Oh no, I'll get to it. Okay, yeah, cool. I'll get there. All right, so yeah, she has amnesia. She's a mother. She has all these scars all over her body. She doesn't know how she got them. Uh, she's a pretty good mother. We find out she's in the PTA. And, she's uh, a school teacher, is she? Yeah, oh, yeah I think she's a school teacher. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. a school teacher. So that's pretty much. Like, wait, wait. She's in the PTA, but she's. Can you be in the PTA if you're a school teacher? I, would I thought so. the PTA is just parents, like of parent, students. Parent can, teachers can't be parents. Parent no, you can't be association. Teacher. Can you be? Uh, you can be both. You can be a parent you? and a teacher. But the PTA usually it's sets not, up stuff for the teachers. Not, maybe movements. maybe in uh, the Trump presidency, it might be. Oh illegal. man, next yeah, we'll, year. Yeah, we'll see. Coming soon. <laughs> Comes into a country near you. <laughs> a li- yeah, a life near you. A life near you. So we cut to um, a young Sam Jackson with a full head of hair. His hair? Do you think it's his hair? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. No, I think it's somebody else's. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I meant. Because you know he'll pop up movies now and he'll give him like a full headpiece, but you know that. Uh, like Negotiator. Remember Negotiator? Yeah, yeah. He has some like red hair in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I think we should do a Which game. I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> I want to do a game with you guys. It'll be like a 20, 30 minute game, and I'm gonna name uh, Sam Jackson movies, and you got to guess how old he is. Okay. In real life, because I'm pretty sure at this point he's in his fifties. He is for sure in his fifties. Yeah. And this really? Yeah, because yeah. he's in his seventies currently. Yeah, and that is crazy. Insane. 21, yeah, 21 years old. I was totally going to say maybe like late 30s. I was going to say 19. Yeah, no, I think a lot. Of wow. Like a baby he's got that um, he's got that Jack disease. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but reversed? No, it's, that's what Jack is, nine, you know, he's like, say, eight years old. But he looks uh, like, yeah, he looks older. like, you know. Are you guys talking about Jack and Diane, that uh, John Mellencamp song? No, I don't you know, know what that is. About? No. Yeah. I don't okay. listen to music. No. Okay. <laughs> I don't like words. No. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we cut the Sam Jackson. Man, we got confused on wow. this part, man. Okay. Oh, holy so, shit. Hold on. Well, first My off, first impression 
is that Sam Jackson's a con man. That's what I thought too. Yeah. But he's actually the private investigator that, because I guess she's been hiring private investigators since she woke up on the beaches of Jersey. Yeah. In order to find out who she is. And then she's been running out of money. So she's gone. She's like basically reverted to the cheap private investigators, which is Samuel Jackson. Okay. So yeah. So the way this scene starts is that he um, busts this guy for prostitution and he has his two buddies that you think are like cops as well, but like one of them doesn't know how to recite the rights. Yeah, yeah. And he starts throwing up to. We find out they're homeless guys he hires to mm-hmm. pretend, which I actually thought that was pretty good. But yeah, that whole folder scene after that, we had no idea. Yeah, what I didn't know what they were about. what they were talking about. The folder scene, like when they were basically like, I, setting up their connection to Gina Davis. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't think they really like worked on that at all. Like, no, they they never actually sit there. If, if, give me a phone call with yeah. Gina Davis. Well, you gotta Jackson. yeah do that or like open up because she mentions it in the the narration. If they would have okay. like opened up, do they open up to like a photo of her or anything? I don't know. I can't. Wait, remember. they talked about this in the narration. Yeah. yeah so I was, didn't you hear me like uh, maybe like forty five seconds ago? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, and I was like talking about how she ran out of money because she was hiring private investigators. No. Yeah, but that that was in the narration. Yeah. Or your narration for this movie. Oh, sorry, that was my fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, I was so confused on this. Like, like, does he know her, or is he, like, trying to find her? They were, like, at one point, they were, like, okay, the scene you're talking about, they're they're acting as cops, right? Mm -hmm. And then the scene that happens directly after, he's, like, counting money, and that's why I was, like, oh, he's a con man. Like, I think he's just a sleaze. Because he ends that scene with, like, how much are you, like, basically willing to pay us, you know, for not ratting you out. I think he's just, like, a sleazy PI, pretty much. Is what he's supposed yes, to be. Yes, man. There was a lot of this was in the, the dialogue, and the dialogue was trying to be too hip and cool. I did like the dialogue a whole lot in this movie. Did you really? I did. I think I, it, I, I think like it, parts of it. I, I think I like parts of it. I think Samuel it. Jackson and uh, Brian Cox have the best dialogue in this oh, movie. Oh man, I got. I tell you what, the, the dialogue. Everybody is like so quick on their quips. Yeah, that's just like they're all sharpshooters. That's like, his like that's his style though. It's the it same is. thing in like. Nice guys, the same thing. It's the in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, the same thing where they're real quick with their words. I just feel like it's toned down a little bit. Like there's one like sharpshooter, and then the other one's not. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I feel like in this one, it's like when Sam Jackson and Brian Cox are talking to each other, it's like quip after quip after quip, like yeah, to their two quip, e- two equals quip rebuttals. To, and yeah. you're like what? Yeah, and like it was, it was just so fast. I was like, I'm never, I'm not even that fast with my dialogue. I did had, I like, did find myself human, kind of uh... in human being form. Oh, human being form. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's I mean, right. I can't being. talk good I... like that. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> You're talking real good right now. Thanks. Uh, I did find myself pausing this movie a whole lot because of the dialogue was, like you said, super fast. Yeah, they, oh, it's they, weird. They... We pause that movie a lot um, for completely opposite reasons. To go to the be- the bathroom. <laughs> to yep. the, bath- the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> to go to the bedroom. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so after this, we get the whole, um, her at a Christmas party, you know, she's this loving wife, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And she has to drive someone home and we get our iconic deer scene. Yeah. It's very iconic. Yeah. I think for the movie, it's iconic. There's so many more um, iconic scenes in this movie. Yeah, dude. I feel like this was iconic for the movie. No. No. What? Stop using that word. I think my role is to call out what scenes are iconic. I think this is his, uh, his inconceivable you're like you're like millennials and using the word amazing for everything. Or like literally. It was amazing. Maybe this literally. Could be, maybe this could it be literally my, happened. Uh, it literally. My, uh, it's literally happening right now. This could be my iconic corner. Okay. And then I point out the scenes I think are iconic. Mm-hmm. And I have like a theme song. And then like, we vote yes or no. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Okay. And I'll have a theme song. I'm like, <clears throat> like, who's conic? I'm like, iconic. Uh, then... Harry Conic Jr. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who's <laughs> Conic Sonic? The hedgehog. What? Okay. So back to the movie. Semi Sonic. Um, yeah, never mind. I didn't say Semi Sonic. So, <laughs> so she gets into a wreck, though, and she flies through the front window of the car. And this looks really good. Hilariously. Because she hit a deer. Well, the deer and looks then it, good. The deer and the well, car. Well, she hit no, everything. Looks no, she hit the yeah. she hit the ditch. After that's why she wasn't flying up because they hit the oh, deer. Oh well, no, she hit the a deer. Deer wasn't an immovable object. Yeah, she hit the deer, then went off the road, hit the ditch, yeah. and flew out the side of the car. And then she shows like she notices that the deer is dying, and she goes over and just snaps this deer. Well, she's neck. also like a badass because she's walking barefoot through the snow and the water. Yeah, and then she it's like the killer instinct is awakening. Well, see, I didn't see it as a killer instinct. I saw it as like. I don't know, you might judge me for saying this. It's like a humane thing to do. Like well, yeah, I think, dying. I think it's so, that. Like what? in the movie, you hear like, duh. And I'm like, I think she was just trying to put it out with its pain. I didn't see it as like a. Well, no, because in in reality or whatever, before the, am- or after the amnesia, she's like this whole goody tushy whatever. Goody tushy. Is that the column? Stanley Tucci. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's like a real Stanley Tucci, where she's, you know, like, she doesn't have a lot of hair, you know? Yeah. But, no, that's right. <laughs> uh, no, she's like a goody two shoes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where she's like, she probably wouldn't kill it. She would like call the police or something. Or she, yeah. So, but okay. it's kind of like the the alter ego's awakening, so she has to kill kill it, I guess. Okay. So. All right, I'll give you that. Okay. So then we cut to uh, the this one eyed guy. At, oh, does this uh, uh, this old man dies on the car? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and totally. Yeah. He dude, was, nothing said. Who is this guy? He's the he was the drunk guy at the party. Well, I understand. Oh, okay. Just a random drunk guy. Like I guess they just had she had to drive him home or something. Yeah. And well, then, he grabbed her boob and then. Yeah, he was doing a nice little magic trick where he was trying to do like a like a sobriety test on himself. Yeah, and he and totally then... went for a boob and he's yeah. like, "Oh, sorry." And he had like a smile. Like, I didn't know you were there. <laughs> I hate, you think in movies they do that on purpose? Like, we'll make him look like a creep. So when he dies, you don't feel bad about it. See, that's that's what they do in a lot of horror yes. movies they do back that. in the day. For sure, they yeah. do that. If the guy does one mean thing to somebody, like, oh, he's dead. So then you won't feel bad about it. But they should have just shown it. Just like, like Either show him being saved or show him dying, I feel like. Otherwise, like I feel like they just kind of left it in the air. I don't think it was that important to but the it's, story, though. But it's like, that, like what I said about the husband, though. Like They made him like where he has no connection to the actual family. So if they do kill him off, it's like, oh, our husband's dead. That sucks, but good thing it wasn't that girl's father. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I know. I see what you're saying. So the following day, uh, there's this guy who's sitting in jail. Is that right? Yeah, this is uh, One-Eyed Jack. Is that his real name? Yeah. Right? Okay. Very yeah. original. Yeah. <laughs> he's watching TV and he sees Gina Davis at like a Christmas parade, and completely like flips his lid. Um, he gets really upset, and this is like our first cue of guitars. Like he goes to slam the TV or something. It's like, oh, the guitar whale. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Somebody kills a cat. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone enjoyed themselves, especially the young and the young. Up next, the gotta be fucking kidding. Oh. No fucking way! It's impossible! And then we get followed by a, I called it goofy mirror scene. Yeah. This is so... Heavily green screen. Yeah, this is so goofy. It actually, um... Yeah, this is one of those... There's a lot of moments in this movie I feel like sound better on... Or look better on paper, like on a script. But they don't have the technology to do it at this point. Yeah, I... I, Well, it's got so many cliches. There's so many cliches in this movie. Like, Amnesia being the biggest one. Like, any movie with Amnesia is like a story plot. is just like the most cliche thing you could do. And then Dreams... Huh? Memento? Oh, yeah. I, I think Chris Nolan hates it when people call it Amnesia. 
Oh, because I think it's because of that reason. I've seen him in interviews, and he like gets kind of upset when people. Why call. is it not amnesia? That he no, has? it's not. It's something else. It's like short term amnesia. Yeah, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's close enough. But like dream sequences, like dream sequences in oh. movies are like always just so cliche. Oh, I don't mind like dream sequences at all. I kind of uh, do. I just remember that awesome dream sequence in Batman vs Superman. It's pretty iconic. It's, yeah. I, it's that's not a dream sequence. Yeah, it, it actually isn't. What do you yeah, mean? I, I thought it was. It's no, like it... a like a premonition future of the future. Yeah, that's, that's basically cooler. what's gonna happen. <laughs> that's even dumber. <laughs> uh, American Warrior for London has some really cool dream sequences, though. No, but it actually has some like pretty. Them. Yeah, you, you, yeah. You, know, you gotta take. But you know, like stuff like that. this, where I'm just like, not... all right, whatever. You know, I'm like, come on, like I know it's not a part of, like it's not real life. Like that's why it works with American Werewolf in, in London because you like you can't tell what's that. real and what's good. not. But with this, it's just kind of like all right, like that's that's great. She's like looking at a mirror and she's on top of a cliff. It's you know I'm obviously in fake land here. I don't mind dream sequences, but it does it just looks cheesy. If they would have done it differently, I think what throws it off is the 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 shittiness of the special of effects the they use. Yeah. yeah, they use for it. It's really and This movie's very much in the middle. It's like right after it, I mean, it's 95. It's yeah. Like, so they're they're doing stunts. Yeah. But at the same time they're like, "Hey, can we like compensate it's, for some of these stunts with CGI?" It's practical, but they're just kind of like touching on that or trying to use CGI to kind of like make effects that are doable faster. Yeah. You know. Like they probably could have done this practically. Probably. As far as like you yeah, know, they had to have a goofy blue background. Well, I mean, like, like not not necessarily, that, but like making one, like that, a is that the same one I'm thinking of? Because there's two. Di- yeah, there's one yeah. with like the skies really fast, yeah. and she's in a mirror or whatever. They could have like done it with the mirror, but not had the crazy effects, and it would have yeah. been totally fine. But I think since it looks so shitty, it kind of throws it off. Ironically enough, I was watching a scene, and I was like, "Man, this kind of reminds me of a uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, ironically enough, Rennie Harlan did direct a Nightmare on Elm Street four. It was four, four, yeah, Dream Master. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of ironic. Yeah, actually, since I just brought up his name, I want to talk about Rennie Harlan for okay. just a second. Let's do it. It's not a profile episode, but we'll talk about him for a well, little. Yeah, bit. I figured. Yeah, I figured we get it out now. Besides the second half, Rennie Harlan has actually a pretty good resume, depending on who you're talking to. See, all right. <laughs> all right, I'm going to throw out some of his bigger ones, and we'll see if we like them or not. I'm not going to go through all of them. Nightmare on Elm Street Four. It's all right. I like it. It's four and five always blend together. I can't they tell do the for difference. me too. Yeah, yeah. I can't because tell the you same which one's the different. same characters are featured mostly in yeah. four and five. Four does. I'm trying to think what four has. Four has the beginning. They kill off the the dream warriors. Yeah. In, uh... There's the cockroach scene. Ugh. Um, oh yeah. man, there's there's the, the girl with asthma. Yeah. There's the one that the scene we always talk about on the podcast. Well, that's, that's five. Oh, is that five? The okay. the, the force feeding. Yeah, force yeah, feeding. Five, yeah. Uh, four has the guy who does fights uh, Freddy with karate, but Freddy's invisible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, weightlifting. Yeah, the cockroach one. Oh, that's See, I don't. Right I don't like four and five. I feel like four and five like cash in on Freddy. The I feel goofiness like, of the. I feel like the second one was supposed to be something like scary. And the third one was supposed to be something as, cool. It came off as really goofy. Yeah. Uh, it Actually, came off four, as really goofy. I think goofy. four is the, the, the highest grossing one out of all of them. Which one? The four. four? four. Oh, okay. That's the one with like when Fresh Prince came in. Fresh what Prince, uh, the Fresh Prince came in and did his. So and, Will Smith was there. Oh, that might have. Yeah, that's yeah. actually right. Because then, the other, yeah. wait, but the, remember what, when Will Smith did his song about a nightmare on my street? No, you've never really? heard the song. You never seen Bad Boys Two? <laughs> you've never heard <laughs> a nightmare on my street? I'm, I may have. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't listen to music. Was, and then, and then, like the fifth one is Fat Boys, right? Huh? Where the Fat Boys jumped in and they did their song because like third one is Dawkin. Yeah, Dawkin heavy. F- four or five I don't is think, I, I, Will Smith didn't do it for the movie. They just used it's it. It's just one of his songs that he did. Oh, really? Yeah, it was just for... Yeah, it's not I thought there was a video movies. for it and everything. Yeah, but it wasn't for any of the movies. Also, I oh, think Dawkins was uh, four, I think. Dawkins was no, three. Dawkins three, Dream Warriors. The song's called Dream Warriors. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm being confused because I saw a soundtrack at Platteroom. Oh, did you? And it was a, it was Nightmare 4 with Dawkins on it. Oh. I could be wrong, though. No, that might have been right. They might have, like, asked him to come back because that yeah. song was... I don't know. I don't they're, doing all they're, doing all, <laughs> they're doing all the They're doing all the hits. Yeah, it's iconic. <laughs> it's iconic. <laughs> Since we're, that word has no meaning tonight. Um, Die Hard 2. That might be... Uh, a lot of people don't like that movie. I like it. I think it's fucking awesome. I think out of... I don't like it. I think out of the original trilogy... I, I, I think it tries to cash in on Die Hard. I think it's Well, like, yeah, it's kind of rehashing the... Yeah. It's actually, not even rehash. really rehashing one. Not at all. Are you, I mean, they bring you, back some characters, but it's not rehashing I mean, one it is all. They bring them all back. It's pretty much the same movie, but in an airport. They're all back in the second one. Reginald Vell Johnson's only there for like a second. Uh, yeah, because there he has a restraining order against uh, Holly Generis. Genero. Genero. I was thinking of uh, what's her real name? Um, Holly. Bonnie something, right? Oh, uh, Bonnie. Bonnie Raitt. Yeah, Bonnie Raitt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, <laughs> he's in it because he, he has to share the same flight. Remember, he has a restraining order. Okay. And then. Um, uh, what's Man. his name's in it? Um, the cop, yeah, John McClane. Everybody did. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, what's his name? Sipowitz, Sipowitz from uh, NYPD Blue. Yep. Yeah, he's in there. Yeah, he's from. The and then our, our main bad guy is Hans uh, Gruber. No, uh, Death from Bill and Ted. I can't think. Of his yeah, name. William Sadler. William yeah, Sadler. Sadler. John Leguizamo's in there. Yep. T one thousands in there for for when's a second. John Leguizamo in there? He's a bad guy. Yeah, he's one of the terrorists. Is he really? He's a. Yeah. Uh, one of the when they roll on the snowmobiles at the church. No kidding. Yeah, yep. he's there, and then T one thousand gets murked on the escalator or like the flat escalator. Oh man, I feel like I haven't seen this movie since I was. He's a on kid, top though. of the. I think he's on top of the scaffolding, and then McLean shoots him through the the scaffolding. Yeah, it's yeah. basically a movie that can't be made now because oh, it all actually, takes place in an airport, airport yeah. with guns. Yeah, actually, the, the main bad guy in that movie was on Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, uh what's yep. his name? He was um he's a uh, McDowell's from Coming to America. That's right. Yep. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. I always know him as Fresh Prince. Yeah. But anyways, Die Hard 2 is like a rehash of one. Best Die Hard movies are 1 and 3. I like, yeah. cuz they they just completely stand alone. I I still think 2 is a solid movie though. Not the best out of the franchise, but it's I I, I kind of almost think 3 might be the best movie. Like as much as I love the first Die Hard, you would not no. like you would not like 3 without 1. No, I think three. Whoa, can, you... I think Whoa, three hey, can relax, almost bro. like three can almost stand alone. Like cause yeah. they, even like they flash back to like the story with Hans Gruber. Like they just flash it, and you're just like, okay, like I'm still in it. Like you don't even have to see the first yes, one. Yes, you get do. The There's one. too many connections to the first one that make it. No, good. I think you can get away without watching one. No, yeah, watch you it. Already know McLean's personality. I watched so... three first. I'm all right. Yeah, but his personality changes by the third one. No, but the reason you like him so much in the third one is because you know who he already is. So you're laughing at things based on who you know he is. You've not, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm, there's that Steve Carell office thing where he tries to break down the Die Hard movies. It's oh, actually really is good. It really? Yeah, it's like it's like really good. I'll have to check it out. Um, what else we got? We got Adventures of Ford Fairlane. What was that movie with? Um, uh, Oh, Andrew Dice Clay. Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, man. I used to watch it a lot on uh, 
WB64. Oh, okay. yeah? They used to play it a lot for some reason. Isn't there so like an I've animal, seen it a couple times. like a koala bear or something? Yeah, they kill it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the bad guys... It's the bad hanging, guys, it's hanging. Yeah, the bad guys come in, they hang it by the fan, and it's, it's just, like, it's swinging. going around in the I have never seen this movie. Really? <laughs> no, I've seen parts, <laughs> but... You might need to watch this movie. And then his, his best friend's Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. And is he, this like, real? He gets, yeah, like, a, he gets uh... like, electrocuted. Oh, shit. Yeah, Yeah, okay. remember that? Like, because he's a DJ? Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. And then uh, Wayne Newton's in it. He's a bad guy. He's a bad guy. And everything... He's a bad guy one of the dumbest lines I've ever heard in a movie... And uh, it's like towards the end, and um, Andrew Dice Clay shows up, and Wayne Newton's like, he's, he's like pissed that he's there, and he's like, fuck me. And uh, his response back is, maybe later. <laughs> and I don't understand that at all. I was like, why would that be it? Like, why was it a cool Well, Andrew Dice Clay is trying to be, you know, tough. Whoa, dude. <laughs> but it was just like so random. Like, I don't really think that was a cool quip to like come out with at the end, like the last line of the movie. Yeah. It's trying to be like a badass one-liner, just does not work. Yeah, it doesn't like. <laughs> Even when I knew it was like what? Yeah, <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's a weird movie though. We also got, I think, it's a legit Cutthroat Island movie. No, oh shit, and Robert England's in it too. He did direct Cutthroat Island. Is Robert England Fort Fairland? Yeah, I think maybe. Yeah, doesn't he play like that? The the kid's dad. There's like a kid in it, and I can't remember. I think it's Robert England. Okay. What I think is like really legit is Cliffhanger. I think that is a solid movie. Oh, yeah. That's a good movie. It's Die Hard on a Mountain. It's still good, though. I think John Lithgow kills it in that movie. Yeah. yeah. Next movie yeah, is... Not, like, I agree. What did you want me to say? There's nothing really nothing bad to, to say about that. That movie's pretty awesome. It is. Yeah. Then he did Cut Third Island, which I never saw, but I remember... It's long as shit. It was always on VHS movies, like the trailer. Yeah. It and was... Uh, trying to be good but it wasn't yeah gina davis was in it right yeah she's yeah, a character so i guess she's married or she was married to rennie harlan okay and they made cutthroat island and long kiss goodnight they made both those movies with her to like boost her like acting cred you know, she was like pretty solid already yeah but they also wanted to like put more female her, action movies out get there. her action yeah okay. oh yeah, yeah. so uh they were so that was to... the whole point of making these two films i got you. but they were trying to get a guy to take the lead in long kiss goodnight and who were those two people matt it was uh sylvester stallone and steven seagal <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would not have worked at all yeah it was just you know what the, that's the one reason this that's movie stands Tango out cash part two for sylvester stallone oh. that's the one reason this movie stands out is that it's a female lead i think so and i think yeah. it does pretty well if it was like Sylvester Stallone or Steven Seagal, it would have been straight to the five dollar bin at Walmart. Oh, hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, this movie probably is in the five dollar bin at Walmart. I'm not gonna. It's not because I paid more than five dollars. Oh, really? What did you, how much did you pay for this? <laughs> fifteen dollars. You paid fifteen bucks for it. Has no special features. Maybe. I'll never tell. Uh, yeah, it does. This movie's a special feature. Oh shit. Mm. Yep. Um. So I'll, I'll bring up two more movies that Randy Harlan did. He did Deep Blue Sea. Samuel Jackson Samuel returns. Jackson. Um, I've only seen bits and pieces of this movie. Seen You've never movie. seen Deep Blue Sea. I've seen parts. I've seen like the last 20 minutes or something like that. It is hilarious. And then he follows it up with Mindhunters. Ooh. A couple years later. LL Cool J returns. Yeah, he does. He works a lot with the same people. Yeah. Which I do. I feel like it's just him testing the waters to see like, <laughs> I'm going to see if I can do a second movie and then it fails and it's like, all right, I'm going to take the movie or somebody from that movie and then branch it off to another movie. Yeah. It fails, and it's like, I'm going to try this one, this one, and this one. And just I actually, even though... <clears throat> even though... <laughs> <laughs> Mindhunters is supposed to be like a really bad movie. It's one of those ones It's a guilty pleasure. I enjoy it. And I know you guys give me crap for liking everything. You do. But... No, I don't. Why? No, I don't. Oh, yeah. Hey, did you like this movie? 
Save it for the end. Wow. Yeah. I'm so amazed. Chris was like dragging his... I'm just going to say this right now before Chris has his little review at the end. He was dragging his feet watching this movie with me. He kept pausing it and stopping it. Oh, yeah. Seems familiar from uh, Halloween and last year's Halloween. Yep. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Children of the Corn. Dude, that was rough, dude. Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, oh I don't remember dragging to that. It's Ernest Scared Stupid. That was just the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Dragging through that one. Will never be released. This guy. Never be released. Um, so, okay. Back to the movie. Um, yeah, we get that whole goofy mirror scene. and Basically, like, I think she, like, says her her other name or whatever. The Well, the girl, her, who she used to be is, like, I want a cigarette. It's Charlie, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, Charlie Baltimore, which is not a real name. That's, is that really the name? Is yeah. Charlie, that's a bad name. Well, it's, name. like, Charlene Elizabeth Charlie Baltimore. Which is what you learn, like when okay. she meets the doctor. Yeah, at the okay. middle. So then we get the iconic uh, chef scene, where she realizes that she was a chef back in her previous days. She thinks she was a she chef. She thinks she was a chef. Yahoo! So, <laughs> so she's sitting there cutting a carrot, and she's like gunning through it, and she's like, "This is amazing." The family's all excited. Like, she, Dude, it's like a '90s sitcom montage. It kind of is. Yeah. yeah. She's like, "Throw more produce." Yeah, like the little saxophone, like upbeat music. And oh, dude, saxophone. I wrote that. I said, "Awesome music." Oh, awesome yeah. music. Why does she have this skill set though? I don't understand it. Like, how does that? She's good with a knife. It just means she's like good with a knife. Oh, yeah. And like, then she totally chopping some dude's wiener real fast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's how she takes him out. She's like, "I'm a chef." Yeah, she's she, a she, notorious penis chopper. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Stop. Her and her, her and Buffy the Vampire. Yeah. <laughs> it is random though because it's just like this is how In they show you. Baltimore. Jeez. She cut my dog. She cut my dog. <laughs> oh man, she wasted my dog. <laughs> and she completely ruins this whole montage. Oh yeah, she really makes it awkward. And when she throws a red bell pepper in the air and throws a knife through it into the wall, and yeah. he just kind of looks at her, and she's like, "That's what chefs do." And it's like it's such a weird scene. It's, it's weird because like she has like a brain slip. Yeah, like for a second. Oh yeah, she like went full. Penis chopper. On, yeah, on the, those carrots. She walks out of the room with wearing one shoe. She's like, "All right, see you guys tonight." You're like, what? I think she's lost her mind. <laughs> she's lost her marbles. Here. Oh my god! Tomato, tomato. tomato. Uh, next, we meet our main villain, Timothy. Timothy is torturing a guy who's hanging from his hands. I guess it's just like ambiguous as to like who this guy is or uh, who the tortured guy is. Yeah, I mean, all they never it just goes. It just goes no, into just that he's of, like yeah. a psychopath. Pretty he much. makes the most like dated Dude. reference I've um, ever heard in a movie. He says something. Baywatch about, Nights. Baywatch yeah. Nights. Yeah. I was like, not many people remember Baywatch Nights, and I don't know why. Like when they thought when this movie was coming out, they're like, people are gonna remember Baywatch Nights. Yeah, because Baywatch so, Nights was basically Baywatch, but during the night. It was no, it was Baywatch. But yeah, but then they solve like mysteries. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, Baywatch, it was like, yeah. They solve like murder mysteries. Yeah, yeah. it's like the horror themed Baywatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Baywatch on its last leg. But I right? think I think uh, like Hasselhoff and I think almost everybody was there. Yeah, it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like oh, a no, it was separate little, cast, yeah. you know. Which I, you know what, I'm, I, I, if I was a Baywatch fan, I'd probably be fine watching. Yeah, uh, 
because like Baywatch is already ridiculous. Oh man, there's so, some hilarious shit in that show. Yeah, anybody who'd sit there and be like, "Oh man, they really jumped the shark." Like, no, they jumped the shark when they made the show. Oh yeah, like it's about the a concept. bunch of beach lifeguards, guys. Well, like, it's like they did that, and then they're like, "Oh, Baywatch is super successful, so maybe we should take it on land and do uh, was it Pacific Blue?" Oh wow, or man, is it Pacific really Blue? Your, or yeah, your Baywatch lore uh, with uh, Mario Mario Lopez. Yeah, like one of those DK books oh, yeah. where it breaks down the universe of Baywatch. <laughs> no, like... it's the history of like all television. <laughs> I know all the television, all the television ever. I know all TV. It was uh, because they're like bike cops on the beach. Oh really? You not you never seen it? It was on USA, dude. It's hilarious. I never watched it. But I've never been on USA. Characters we live in welcome. the Midwest, so we don't understand how intense Baywatching is. Like beach watching, say, you know what I mean. So we don't. I, I guess I never really understood the show because I'm like, why do they gotta watch like okay the shore all the all the time? Like okay, you know. So <laughs> what's that about, guys? <laughs> do I talk more more about Baywatch? Yeah, you guys want to go to my corner? <laughs> oh, what corner do you have for this? I don't know. I don't really have a corner. For okay. This. Oh no. So the whole the line is somebody calls the main bad guy who's Timothy, and he's like, I just saw something horrible on TV last night. And he's referring to seeing Gina Davis well, on TV. It said your old colleague, One-Eyed Jack, uh, was real disturbed last night. He's like, oh, is he watching Baywatch Nights? He's like, yes, what's the point? And it was, it's really... Yeah, it's super dated. Not a good I was line. kind of surprised that Baywatch Nights was the one thing that they referenced. Yeah. I guess maybe it was just a shit show. I don't know. Well, and uh, our main bad guy, Timothy, has been in a few things. Um, I know he had a TV show on Fox... Craig Bierko, I think, is his... Uh, is that... Okay. Yeah, but I don't know... I've seen the name, but I don't really know what else he's been I in. I think he was in a movie that I never saw, but I remember it creeped me out. Okay. And I don't know if it was good. I feel like I... But I'm going to talk about okay. it. It's called The 13th Floor. Oh, okay, yeah. You guys yeah. remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, it was like the, you know, Deep Impact Armageddon. It was like uh, 13th Floor and Existence was the, were the two oh, movies that yeah, came out. Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know if 13... Maybe we should it was like is he, a, is he the he's main, the main character? It was like there's a yeah. floor that's like a virtual reality world, yeah. and there's a murder that happens in it. I think, and it's like a neo, like a uh, 1920s or 1930s like mobsters. Is it uh, okay. something like really? that? Like that's the I virtual remember, world. I, I always used to get that mixed up with that Jude Law movie. That's what he was Existence, just saying, dude. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. No, the Do other, you ever the other, to me? no, the <laughs> other Jude Law one. Oh, oh Alfie. No, the other one. Uh oh, Repo Men. The other one? Count to Mr. Ripley? The other one. Um, uh, wasn't there like a pilot? Uh, tap me out. Tap me in. Uh, here, you go. <laughs> okay, I, I got nothing. Tag. I can't think of anything. Oh, no, the one where he has a clone. Gattaca? Gattaca. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I used to get that mixed with Gattaca because like... They yeah, looked, like They had like yeah. that like retro 30s look. Well, yeah, it was like the yeah the old like kind of dressed, well-dressed sci-fi, I guess. Yeah. I kind of want to watch 13th Floor now. But no, he was also... Like a metrosexual sci-fi movie. Oh, metrosexual. Yeah, because they're all like... They're wearing, <laughs> Do people like... still use that term? Huh? Do people still use that term, metrosexual? Yeah, that's like, but that's what it was. Like They, they wore very like metrosexual-like yeah. clothes. Like They're tight suits and like... They shot at the... Um... Very pretty boys and all of them. Was it you know? Structure? Is that is that the store? Structure? Or Express for Men? Yeah, oh, what? <laughs> I've never shopped at any of those stores? Uh, yeah, they are. Oh. But uh, the guy's also one of the main characters in um, Scary Movie 4. Oh, wow. He's, just, he's like Tom Cruise's part in the movie. Is he's that, actually really funny. It's in very it. iconic in the franchise. Yeah. Nice. Whatever. <laughs> um, Was he in um, Answer Me This? No, never mind. He's not. I'll... <laughs> well, uh, the TV show La Femme Nikita. 
I don't know. Maybe. You did say you ever watch that show? USA characters you're welcome. Lot, you're big on this. Man, USA had some. Oh really, no, but I think USA was, always looks so corny. He used to voice yeah, yeah. Uh, Duckman. No way. USA characters welcome. Oh wow. <laughs> God damn it. It's carrying on the trend. Trick. Um. So then we do have this uh, little ice skating scene where Gina Davis's daughter falls down, and Gina Davis goes into like oh man old full, past mode for uh, mommy dearest right here. Yeah, and she's like life is pain. And she like pretty much like tells her. <laughs> she and... Turned into Nick Nolte's or previous. Oh yeah, yeah. Goddamn it, Ahab! Life is pain. You little shit. <laughs> skate to the end. <laughs> you'll do it and you'll like it. I'm gonna skate to the shore. Get on the ice. I drink this bottle of whiskey. You better be over there by the time it's done. <laughs> I can't skate anymore. My wrist hurts. Life is pain. Get used to it. See, you will skate all the way to the shore, Princess. And you will not fall again. Am I understood? Then we have... Oh, this is actually kind of a cool scene. Not really. Um, so they're all hanging out in the treehouse and they're talking. And they hear carolers outside. And Gina Davis goes to talk to the carolers. They look scared shitless. They're at gunpoint. Yeah, and it's like, it's so avoidable. Because all this guy had to do is just go ring the doorbell. Like, did he really need to gather, like... Ten carolers. How, yeah, how did he know that they were going to be so attracted to the carolers, and that they were going to? Well, you'd still answer the door if carolers came to it. It's shit. I, carolers stop by here. I'd just leave the door closed. So rude. Do people still do that? <laughs> yeah. Do they really? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. I've I've actually never had that happen to me. It's happened a couple times here. It's just, mean, and it's, you, it's, you it's, shut the door. No, I, I just never answer the you door. Garbage. No, I just I just hear, I just listen to it and then just That's never so answer. Rude. I, I close all the lights and close the drapes and make sure nobody knows I'm <laughs> here. Is that really weird thing where you like you kind of like you have your blinds shut but you kind of like peek oh, yeah. it up like yeah, really? I use, I use my pinky and I yeah. just open it ever just so slightly, little, slightly, and then yeah. I see like your eye moving around and yeah. you shut it real quick. Oh, like, oh, you mean oh, you, did, oh. you did this as a kid because you were scared? No, I just did it like two nights ago. Okay, Kevin McAllister over here. I actually just watched that today. <laughs> there's actually a lot that happens in the scene that is this is like worthy. this is a science fiction movie right here Dude, this whole scene is ridiculous so one eye jack is at the door he takes his shotgun and he doesn't shoot gina davis he breaks the glass that she's holding like he breaks up with his gun he doesn't shoot yeah and it's so the get... it was the glass of m&ms or something i think so oh weird yeah um matt do you have anything she was gonna feed the carolers m&ms yeah i think while they're holding their their music sheets she's gonna go up to everyone and yeah just shut their mouths with yeah. a mouthful of uh yeah. melted chocolate <laughs> yeah <laughs> melts in your mouth <laughs> so they get into this whole like big house fight and everything and we get some like the most ridiculous stuff we get the dad gets flipped and the way he flies throughout the air made me think of Andy Samberg and Hot Rod when he yeah. falls down the hill. <laughs> yeah. And then the One-Eyed Jack shoots his shotgun at one of the girls. I can't remember who it is. But the way it like hits the one wall. One of the girls. It's, no, there's only one girl. There's only one girl. There's Jay Davis and a daughter. Yeah. That's one's girls. a woman, yeah. one's a girl. Yeah, you oh, can just whatever. say the daughter. Like He shoots at one of them. And it's like it's like a flare it missile is rocket a, shotgun. It is a nuclear missile. What the it hell is shoots, it? I I thought it was a shotgun, but then apparently it's a rocket. But it shoots, yeah, it literally. But I don't think it's a rocket. Because I think like, it's a, yeah, it's like a Roman candle or something. It's weird, and it blows a hole in the wall. And it literally, it's a hole that blows outside of the it's, house. Yeah, it's the, a fucking gigantic hole. Yeah, yeah, it's really bad looking. But there's a huge explosion, as if it was like a grenade. So like. After that happened, I yelled out, What is happening right now? <laughs> I was like, What is going on? Yeah, we were, we were weird weird a couple times. 
There's actually a lot of moments in this movie that were rewound worthy. Yeah, yeah. Um, they continue to fight, and then Gina Davis grabs a pie from Killer Clown Smatter Space, <laughs> smashes his face in it, and it's nothing but like pie and blood. I thought it was yeah. like the glass broke into his other eye or whatever. I, it, it was, was something. Weird. It did break something in his face. Yeah, but apparently that's enough to like. Pie is his weakness, I guess. It's yeah. a killer clown pie, bro. It was so good, he passed out from it. He's like, yeah. mm, mm, He went to a mm, diabetic coma. Mm, mm. Well, then Gina Davis snaps his neck and looks at her husband. And she's like, chefs do that. Yeah. Like, Did she say chefs do that? Yeah. Which I'm kind of like, eh. Meanwhile, the husband's like, what in the fuck is happening right now? Yeah. People are dead. Yeah. And then where's our daughter? I, I initially thought Gina Davis threw her out into the snow. She threw her out into the treehouse. Yeah, it was the treehouse was directly across, but I thought she was like, well, Snow's not going to cushion that fall. She's going to break yeah. even more bones. She uh, shoots holes in the snow, <laughs> so to be a smooth landing. <laughs> okay, yeah. there you go. Um, this next day, Sam Jackson comes and picks no, her up. No, it's not the next day. Yeah, he shows up he right literally, after. He literally, she goes to oh, run right? out the door, and remember we saw that? And well, I didn't, remember they, we watched they, this movie? They, they leave the next like day. Hour, they yeah. leave in daytime, I know that. Yeah, but after yeah. the, um, <clears throat> like right when she leaves the door after killing him. Yeah, Sam like, Jackson's just standing there. Well, he has I the, we were confused. We were I was confused. Like, was like, oh, do they know each other? Because I think he has the daughter in his back seat. Yes. Pocket? <laughs> yeah, his back, back pocket seat. But yeah, we were so confused. I was like, why is he Yeah, because there's no... It's so confusing because there's no like establishing give me, connection. Give me a phone call where he calls her and he goes, um, "Haven't found anything yet. Hope you have a good Christmas." That's it. Give or like, "Hey, something. we're we're almost on the case or something." Or yeah, anything at all. Something like, "Well, because when uh, after that uh, scene with the prostitutes and stuff, yeah, then don't the, doesn't the secretary say like we have a lead or something on? Yeah, the that's case? where we were. I was so confused. <clears throat> and I was like, "What the hell?" Are yeah, they so on? he should have literally called and said, "Hey, it's." Hennessy or whatever, uh, we have a lead in your case, and then that's when like one eyed Jack shows up. You know, apparently yeah. in the script there's like way more backstory on both the characters. We probably could have used it. Instead. Yeah, because the character development in this movie is not very good. Like for instance, compared one of... to a normal Shane Black movie, I just don't feel like it's there. No, yeah, I think if if it the was chemistry's gonna... not there either. I think if it was gonna branch out into like a franchise, then it would have been good as like an establishing movie. But something that concludes, it's not really yeah. that I think solid. The, the only one who really has good character development, and it's not great, but it's good, is Sam Jackson. I think, yeah, Hennessy. And that's, that's just because awesome. it's Sam Jackson. Yeah. I think he puts 100% into it. I'm not saying nobody else does in this movie. I like Gina Davis in it, though. I, I, I think they're both, both I just, awesome. I just don't sure. think Gina Davis has anything to really do. I think... Like, besides the amnesia thing. Like, I, yeah. I feel like I don't ever care about her. Like, as soon as... Like, if she died, I'd be like, oh, well, but if Sam Jackson died, a bit. Well, Sam fun. Jackson has quirks in this movie, if you will. Yeah. He, like, he sings songs... I love it. ...to remind himself of things, which I thought was going to come back big into play towards the end of the movie. He does. I mean, he, well, does. I mean, he just constantly hums it. Like, There's apparently a backstory with him where it's him in prison, <sighs> and the reason why his wife and his kid don't like him is because he got raped in prison. Oh man, that's intense. Yeah, shit. it's pretty dark. Like that's one of the reasons why they like they like they're kind of ashamed of him is because he I went do... to prison, but he also got raped in prison. That's an, that's crazy. That's a weird. That's a I weird. Do... I don't know how yeah. they're gonna form that into any dialogue or that'd be a really weird. You know, like flashback scene too, and it'd be like what? Like I feel like watching it, you just be like, what are we watching? And then flashback, and like, <laughs> I, why was that important? I thought at first I thought I was gonna watch a fun action movie, and then it just got really depressing. <laughs> it just got really depressing. You know, I thought it would be a lot of fun at first. So yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. <laughs> they talk, uh, but they talk about that, though, in Thief. Do they? Yeah. James Caan talks about, like, he, like, subtly hints at him getting raped in prison. Oh. Yeah. It's been a while since, to... I've, since I watched it. Yeah. It's kind of a really, it's like the best scene in the whole movie, though. Really emotional. 
Well, I like that. It's kind of cool because it's like so his whole character gets laid out in that one scene. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it like shows uh, uh, adds a little bit of, to the character. Yeah, and it shows like especially with tough guy characters, it shows like a, like a, a moment of weakness and a, like. Yeah, you know? I guess we could have used something because like uh, when he when you meet Hennessy and his his kid, you kind of know that something's up with the wife because she thinks he's a thief. But we could have like used something of why. You know why, or what exactly happened? Yeah, going a little bit, just a little bit deeper in that backstory. Well, Another reason why I thought he was a con man. Yeah, because like when like he shows up to meet his kid and his wife's there, and like the it's way like, they treat him, it's like is he a, is he like a? It's like last. It was like my birthday. You got me the bike, but then she kept calling around to shops to see if anybody stole a bike from yeah. one of the shops. So she thinks that he's a thief, even though he's a private detective. So it doesn't really connect the two together. And, you know, and this whole his whole story with his wife and kid, exact same story from uh, Armageddon. Oh, what? okay. Do you Dude, he kept bringing this up? Okay, the entire on, time watching the movie, he's like, "There is a part." Was it like oh, Liv Tyler and Bruce Willis? No, or? stop. Let me explain it. Animal I'm cookies. To ask, and, stop. stop. <laughs> So there's a character in Armageddon. Rubik's Cube? What? What Rubik's Cube? Isn't there a Rubik's Cube in Armageddon? No, it's Animal Crackers. Oh, shit. Yeah. No, Steve Buscemi's really good at Rubik's Cube. No, he's really good at strippers. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got the two mixed up. <laughs> he's the best character in the whole movie. <laughs> um, no, there's a guy in Armageddon who goes and visits his son all the time, but the son doesn't know he's his dad, mm. and he like buys him toys and stuff like that. And then later on, when he's uh, he t- tells the kid, "Hey, I'm gonna go be an astronaut, I'm going to space, blah blah." And yeah, later real on, cool, Mister. Well, yeah. And then later on, when he's on TV, the little kid's like, "Hey, it's that guy, it's that guy." And the mom's like, "Oh my!" You know, she's like blown away. Same thing happened in this movie, man. Oh, yeah, at the very end. Yeah, yeah. just like that whole like two sequence. The revelation. Thing. Yeah, yeah. He's he's actually badass. So this is basically a prequel to Armageddon. Oh, okay. Um, next is my favorite scene of the entire movie, and I think the most iconic, if you will, the road trip. The road trip, while they're driving, Sam Jackson sees a jogger on the side of the road. Oh, wow. Who, yeah. Uh, this is his iconic scene for this movie. Yeah. But it's the best scene of the whole movie. because Sam Jackson can't control himself. It doesn't make any sense. So there's a girl who's running, down, a brawless girl running down the street. And he goes, hey now. And he sees her. You're an all-star. <laughs> he goes, hey now. And he like swerves off the side of the road. And like that's it. That's the entire scene. Like They're having a meaningful conversation. And he gets so distracted, and he like drives off the He's road. He's like, "Quick, take the wheel!" And he starts like gunning his pants. <laughs> <laughs> so after Sam Jackson almost crashes the car, ending the movie and resulting in their deaths, oh. Gina Davis finds a note uh, in that and be- like the belongings that Sam Jack like. It's another thing where Sam Jackson found the belongings that uh, before she got like went into the coma. Yeah, I tell you, what, I really like Shane Black screenplays, but he's really bad at like details yeah where it's just like stuff like i feel like it's one of those things where like they show us stuff a lot and then like then there's stuff that's brought up through dialogue okay it's like this moment right here where they're talking about a box that he found and there was a book in that box Well, that's like the phone call that he gets from the secretary or the partner or whatever at the office yeah where she says she tracked down previous residents that like bunch of like belongings and like her handwriting matched uh gina davis's so it was like definitely her place and then they found like a suitcase is which is what he brought to her uh after she killed one eye jack that's why he's like at the house yeah and then the suitcase is gonna lead them somewhere they okay. don't really go yeah. I don't, 
They really they start driving. I don't even know yeah, where are I, they going. I don't even think they have like a like a destination in mind. No, they're just driving the car and looking for any hot joggers that are yeah running down the street. And then that's why she finds like a notebook or something that says Nathan, and then leads them to is Brian Cox. Yeah, it says the end of it was like Nathan something PhD. Nathan for you. Yeah, Nathan for you PhD. Yeah. I was like, he writes PhD after his name. I was like, that's like me writing like Matt, you know, Matt blah Cash. blah blah, Matt, Matt Cash. Cash, and then putting a associate es- associate's degree at the end, <laughs> like ass degree. So here we get to meet Brian Cox, who is you could take him out of this movie and it would not make a difference. Yep, I think you could keep him in. He's got some pretty special dialogue though. And... Uh, yeah, but you don't believe it. He's, I mean, it's just Shane Black dialogue. Well, I mean, like, I'm saying, like, he's got, oh, you mean, like, good dialogue. I, I thought you meant, like, like he's got the, the, it's the, important. He's the got, movie, like, the, the quirky, you know, you know, quippy or whatever yeah. dialogue, you know. He's in this movie and he's out of this movie, man. Yeah, he, I mean, he disappears for a quick second. Yeah, he, like, walks into the pool to see how the temperature is and he gets the hell out pretty quickly. Yeah. That was a good saying. That was pretty yeah. good. That was Shane Black. Alice, please. Your dog, Alice. It and my appetite. Are mutually exclusive. Well, what's wrong with the dog? It's simple. He's been licking his asshole for the last three straight hours. I submit to you that there is nothing there worth more than an hour's attention. And I should think that whatever he is attempting to dislodge is either gone for good or there to stay. Wouldn't you agree? Well, before they go meet, they actually go meet Brian Cox. There's this whole, whole hotel scene where we get another dream sequence. Where it just doesn't make any sense at all. Because she has a dream where she's looking in the mirror. She bends down to get something. And her reflection's still in the mirror. And then her reflection slits her throat. Like, why would your reflection still be in the mirror? You're killing yourself. Yeah, but she's having a dream. So it would be from her point of view. Yeah, I think so it's just the, I think it's, I think it's just supposed to be like the two worlds are too much colliding. But then she, in the dream... Uh, after she wakes up from the dream, sorry, she wakes up, freaks out, and shoots at Sam Jackson. Yeah, because she found yeah. a sniper rifle in her very tiny suitcase. And yeah. me and Matt talked, if she had killed him, I would have given this movie props because yeah. I would have been like, whoa, like... You killed boy. the buddy. Yeah, like it would have been yeah. just so completely random. I would have given this movie... I it would have been, been a total Marvin from uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, it totally would have yeah. been. Yeah. Um. Then uh, they, they take a car ride to the actual station where they're going to meet Brian Cox. And uh, Samuel Jackson tells a story about how he got busted. And I thought it was pretty cool. I don't know if I liked it or not. I looked over at Matt, and Matt looked so upset with that story. Like, Really? Yeah. <laughs> he did. Matt, Matt's face, because he told the story, he's like, yeah. Um, basically what happened was something about bonds, right? Or certificates yeah, basically, or like, well, it's supposed to, like, insinuate that he stole or uh, his partner stole the bonds while he was a police officer and then planted in his room, whatever. But it turns out that nope, he stole the bonds. Well, this is why it was because like, at this point I was getting upset because like more important story is told through dialogue. And I looked over at Chris and I was just like, man, I was like, I feel like I couldn't follow along. Like their stories, like they're so quick. Like when they talk. Yeah. And these scenes, like these dialogue heavy scenes are so fast. And like, by the time they're over, I feel like I didn't pay attention. I'm like, wait, what the hell did I miss? And, like, I'm just confused. But yet, like, they'll just, like, show us action stuff all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I, I got the point. But, like, there's some, like, important backstory. Like, t- like show me. 
Yeah, like, no, I got you on that for sure. Because that's like, why I got upset like at the beginning, man. I didn't know if he was a private eye. I found myself rewinding a whole lot. Yeah. Like I think the dialogue is awesome. The stuff that they like, the backstory that they insinuate through the dialogue is awesome. It just happens too fast, and I had to rewind like so many times. The average yeah. I was reading online, the average um, scene edit is two point six seconds. Holy that's insane. shit! Think how quick that is. I mean, that's like action movies today. It's like think about it. one, two, cut. One, two, yeah. cut. Like that's Wait, really shot quick. or oh, you mean shots? Yeah. So each okay, shot not, is not whole scenes. Is two point yeah, six. two second scenes. Yeah, you said scenes. You said shot. two point six second scenes. I was uh, like, man, like, that's oh, like what a movie. Did you watch? It's like those five second videos that they do on uh, <laughs> online. <laughs> it was like a vine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Gina goes to the the station, and uh, she kind of meets up with our main villain Timothy, and she doesn't know who he is at all, and. She's kind of waiting there with Samuel Jackson, and they think they see the guy they're supposed to meet, and they're like, are you... She, like, recognizes him. Yeah, he, like, kind of nods, and she's like, are you Waltman? And he's like, yeah. And this is when he pulls out his silencer, and... You think he would have been a little bit more subtle with, uh... Yeah, this makes no sense. Like, he just, like, he just walked to his death, basically. Well, he's gonna shoot these people in, in, in public, right? With a silencer, like it's yeah. gonna make a difference. Like he's not gonna like no one's gonna notice in this crowded train station. Well, the funny thing is that the funny thing is that he could have actually pulled the what Brian Cox does here, where it's like, hey, we need to get out of here. Let's go take the the side exit or whatever. Yeah, does that kills them? End of movie. I just feel like for a secret agency, this is pretty like blatant. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. had like a sniper somewhere on like a window. Yeah, or whatever. But or like have like uh, free like curly fries. Yeah, poison. To, like a, uh, it's like a. It's like what they did in Breaking Bad with the ricin, but in a yeah, curly, in a curly. Fry. But very like specific. Like you only get free curly fries if, if it's like you and a PI. Like if oh, if you're traveling with a private eye, you'll get free curly. Yeah, fries. Yeah, just just tell us, and we get you the free large fry. Curly like fry. if you're part of the PTA at your school, but you're yeah. also traveling with a private eye, you get free curly fries. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that way they kind of limit it, limit. Like just to them, those. It sounds like a really stupid. And nobody else. This sounds like what they were like talking about doing before they like had the guy walk in with the silence gun. Yeah. Like, well, what if we did it this way? I'll say there's so many times in this movie I did feel like I was watching a spoof, or like. Oh my god! Yeah, and the very last. Oh yeah, we'll get to it, man. (laughs) Like what part? (laughs) No, there's just so many parts that I was thinking that was like a Leslie Nielsen movie. I did too. It just came off that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the train station could have easily been, like, the Untouchables. Exactly. Like, yeah. beginning of the third n- naked gun. Yeah, because everything is slow-mo. Yeah. 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 So, after um, this fake Waltman starts shooting, chaos ensues. They run upstairs, and someone throws a grenade up the steps. Oh, I love this. Is <laughs> and... Samuel Jackson's line here? Oh, shit. Here, here, take this. Take it, take it. All right, I got three shots left in this revolver. You got a full clip. Just point and spray. Okay. Ready? Yeah. And? Fuck it! Run for your life! And then when someone throws a grenade up, did they throw it up the stairs? Is it's just right? like on the floor. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's the longest know. grenade ever. Yeah. It yeah. should have went off. Like, longest fuse time. ever. Yeah. And Gina Davis and Sam Jackson start running down the hallway. This is an iconic scene. This makes no sense, though. Like, this grenade blows up. <laughs> this iconic scene does not make any sense. This grenade blows up, and it's just like this ball of... It's like this huge like Dude, wave of fire. How do you know? Because, like, you've seen a ton of grenades in movies, and they just blow up, and they're done. Like, why would it just, like, Maybe spray this wall, this, this wall of fire that's chasing them out towards the window? I think this is more accurate 
as far as grenades go than any other movie. Really? Yeah. Because imagine, I've never like, heard okay, you sound so serious in my life. Imagine how the people, <laughs> the people that threw it, they probably have that exact same wall of fire come down towards their way too, and it probably didn't stop towards them. They probably got smoked, <laughs> like killed. Yeah, by their own grenade, <laughs> man. The way that you think about that, that wall of fire had to travel both ways. It's not going to travel one way. You don't know that. You've never been in a situation. Oh, like yeah, that before. my bad. Yeah. Sorry. You know what it could have been? Fun fact. So she shoots the bullets in the glass to create holes, and fire goes towards oxygen. Yeah, that's true. Since there's no oxygen hallway, it was all shooting towards that makes holes sense. In the window. That makes Shut a lot of sense. Up. Science, man. Science. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> I mean, you just watched all Breaking Bad, so you should know all science Jeez. now. Exactly. Nailed it. So, yeah. <laughs> So or how about this? It takes all the oxygen out of the room and they end up suffocating. Like, oh, if you nah. want to get into scientific terms. What are you talking about? Not, not don't feel, be, not, since, don't since, be since, jelly. Since fire, since fire eats <laughs> oxygen, they'd be like, oh, I'm getting really lightheaded because a grenade just took, this, this fire grenade just took all the air out of the not hallway. Not feeling this one. Yeah, not feeling this one. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> I need sugar water. Whatever, dude. I'm so, so tired. You done? Is this Matt's bitter corner? <laughs> bitter. Bitter bitch corner. <laughs> bitter bitching corner. Bitter honey. I got nothing. For what? what? Yeah, it was a candy Cut bar. Cut that one out. Okay. Um, <laughs> so they're running down the hallway. The grenade goes off. Gina shoots a bunch of holes in his glass window. And this is a cool scene. Uh, they jump out of the window. And as they're landing on to a uh, ice rink, well, not really an ice rink. No, it's just frozen water. Fro- yeah, there, I know what ice so, is. <laughs> there's so much frozen water in this movie. Yeah, because there's takes place during Christmas. Yeah, but it's, I know, but like they're like around these like giant like water sources all the time. Yeah, I think they're like, in uh, the... It's like an ongoing theme in this movie. It's I like, think they're from the Great Lakes area. Well, yeah. it's, it's ice skating. It's yeah. one of them. There's a scene where she chases somebody down a, an icy river. It reminded me skates. of uh, uh, Blades of Glory. Yeah. There's this scene where she jumps onto an icy pond. And then there's the last scene where they're at Niagara Falls. Yeah. There's like so many like water-themed things. I had to take the biggest piss. Oh, that's how you're thinking of water? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go for it. Oh, yeah. You, After the oh, I thought you said I thought you said I took a You've piss. You've been holding it. No, I thought you days? said I thought you said I had to take a piss right now because I'm thinking of water. Water. Gotcha. Wow. Was really so, that was pretty. I know you were good. So they jump out of the glass and she shoots holes into the the ice patch and they go right through it. They end up getting out and Waltman pulls up and he's like, "Get in." So while he takes him away, he pretty much tells her, "Hey, you're a government assassin." Which anybody who's watching this movie could have figured out 45 minutes ago. Oh, man. My, was... my exact argument for why the Bourne legacy movies suck. Whoa, hold on. Those Bourne movies you're open suck. Up, you're open up a, a can of donuts. Hey, Brian do. Cox is in that movie, too. I know. And he's probably the same character. Oh. Brian Cox also does not age. He yeah, doesn't, yeah. dude. He looks yeah. the same forever. He really yeah. does. No, I mean, that's like my, that was my whole beef with those movies, though, where it was like at the end when he's like, i got to find out who I am. And they find out he's like he's like yeah you're actually an assassin. And he's like no way. I thought I was a piano teacher. I thought it was a. Uh, I thought I was a chef. A part of the PTA. <laughs> yeah, I thought I was on the PTA, man. I just thought I knew how to really fight. I thought I was I, Matt Damon. I thought I was a chef. <laughs> I just I hate that. Like I thought it was like the lamest. Whatever. Plot. Those movies are amazing. They're, they're, they're pretty good. I haven't seen the fourth think, one. Well, yeah, we talked about this before. Yeah, fourth one's not Those really. First three, awesome. not really good. Fourth one's I want to call them really the more legacy movies because like. I actually like, like Legacy. You know I actually I mean? like Born Legacy. I heard Legacy was really good. I didn't see Born Legacy. <laughs> cool. So they end up pulling over, and for some reason they think Waltman's a bad guy. So they go ahead and beat they, him up, and they take off. Yeah. Um, 
This is when that music kicks in again where you hear like silencer shots. Yeah. Just play clips of it. You'll I hear said, it. Maybe I'll use this for the transition song. Yeah. Dude, you can point it out. It's like, it, it does it. It sounds. Yeah, this soundtrack is really weak. And this guy, and it's Alan Silvestri, right? Is it really? Yeah. Oh, I did not know Who's that. a pretty prominent. Yeah, he did Back to the Future. He did I don't think it's Delta bad. Force. Wow. I don't think it's bad. I just It just feels very um, stuck in time. No pun intended. It feels very obvious to me. Like, it's just kind of an obvious score. Like, generic, yeah, this is generic uh, action movie music. Just kind of calling it in, man. Like, I right. mean, it's no, like, Lethal Weapon or... Pretty much any other movie Shane Black's done. Yeah, it's no really. Michael Kamen score. They end up going to this like ranch type place. It is a ranch, right? I'll call it a ranch. It's uh, what you call it? Um, house. Yeah, House MD's uh, ranch. Oh, this is Nathan. They like basically after they ditch Brian Cox, they find they... Brian Cox was Nathan, right? Yeah, that's Nathan. Nathan. Walton. He's, okay. Yeah, and then they find another note in that like suitcase or whatever, and it says like Luke. That's like right. a, okay. it's a note from Luke saying like. Referring to honeymoon or wedding, engagement, blah blah blah. Yeah, and then they so Gina start... Davis thinks that she was engaged to this guy. Yeah, and then they head over to this farm, which is I don't know, fucking in the middle of nowhere, USA. I don't know. Pretty where. much. And this is when so Gina and this guy go off, and Waltman shows up, and him and Jackson figure out that this guy isn't her fiance. I guess engagement means it's like target acquired. So he was the target. Yeah. Yeah. Luke is like basically, uh, the guy she was going to assassinate before she got amnesia. That's what I thought. Okay. So then, um, or he's, um, you know, he's dateless. They keep mentioning dateless. I don't remember that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They keep mentioning dateless in, um, I think either what's his name? Timothy. Okay. Which is dateless, and Luke ends up being dateless. He's oh, okay. Who's the target, basically? I don't know what, what you, you pick saying? up on it you on your eighth viewing. Dateless? Dateless. Date. Have you never heard of dateless before? No, I haven't. Okay. So right here, we get something that Matt pointed out, and he started writing down instantly on his uh, iPad. Matt, what did you write down? Oh, yeah. So once we find out that uh, he is a bad guy, a bad dude, we get what I like to call secret helicopters. Oh, Yes, I wrote that too. I hate this. We brought this up in Three Ninjas. Silent helicopter. I need to get ambushed by a silent helicopter. Okay, if anybody has ever heard a helicopter, which is everybody, you can hear them for miles and miles away. Yeah, I think I can hear one right now. And they're extremely loud. But in movies, they have this thing where like you don't hear them. And then it just pop up over like they a tree line. They literally add like a fade in yeah. on the audio effect of a, a helicopter, and it's there. And it comes in at like perfect timing. And it's like already hovering like three feet above the ground. Yeah, and they didn't actually, know anything. This is one of the worst ones because I think in the past movies we talked about they might be coming from like the side of a cliff or something like that. This is literally out in like an open field. Yeah, and it's just there. Yeah, you would have heard it. Like, like they're looking in the direction of a helicopter, and then like they are like, oh, it's a helicopter. Yeah, it's I hate, this, I hate this cliche. That's what I'm talking about, man. This whole movie is just filled with so many cliches. I wonder if Lethal Weapon has any silent helicopters. I'm actually, sure it no, it might. I think it does, actually. When they're out in the desert. No, that and... No, uh, what, Tom Atkins gets killed. Yeah, when he gets burked, and it's like, oh, Gary Busey. Yeah, yeah, because it comes yeah. up. Yeah. Good movie. Good silent movie. helicopters, man. Man. Which asshole... Our genre's going to do silent helicopters. Yeah, what <laughs> asshole editor was like in the 80s? He's like, hey, like, what if we made the helicopter silent? Like, I want to find out who's the first guy who was doing that. I think, we need, like, I think we need to do a documentary called Silent Helicopters. Silent Helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> I 
And then this is where I wrote down where we get our amazing guitar whale. It's like it's like silent helicopter guitar whale. Oh, yeah. Um, and then he captured Gina Davis in this whole next scene. I feel like is a wasted opportunity, and I'll tell you why. They end up taking Gina Davis and they tie her to a um, we call it like a wheel well. It's like a water wheel. Like a yeah, <laughs> same thing but opposite. <laughs> yeah. So they tie her to it, and what their plan is is that they're gonna spin the wheel, and then she goes underwater. And it's a there. it's a Price is Right wheel. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so she sits underwater, and then after a few minutes, they pull her back out. Well, I thought originally, which I think this would be more terrifying, is that they kept spinning the wheel. So she came out on the other side, and she was upside down, and then she'd come back over, and they talked to her, and they did it again. And I was like, oh, man, this is like a really intense scene. And, but they just kind of like, they made it sound like this big deal. I'm like, oh, you're just... I mean, it's pretty intense. I mean, still, yeah. The I mean, it's not like it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I thought something was be more creative i guess okay yeah if you will so they keep dipping her in the water and everything timothy shows up um our main villain and then when they dip gina into the water she sees brian cox who's apparently been dead for weeks on end no he's been dead for two seconds but he looks like he's been dead yeah basically he well, he's goes... got a prune face man he's been under the water for <laughs> he goes the way five minutes for a couple minutes <laughs> he dies just like what's her name from with weapon two yeah just, just under just the water off screen yeah and you find their body underwater and you like for a second you can't tell if it's them yeah because the prune face yeah and you're just like oh oh it's brian cox like, you know like what happens when you're to your hands underwater for a long period of time yeah. but it happened to his face prune face entire body yeah his but entire that was body. his entire body so Timothy ends up leaving, and she gets dipped one more time, and she kind of like switches off or switches on to her. She goes into a full meditation mode. Yeah, and, then and she uh, grabs a gun from Brian Cox's waistband. It's actually in his ding dong area because Which he, he, he brings that up. Yeah, he talks about it earlier. He's got three guns on him at all time. It's a waistband, shoulder holster, and then like ding dong secret ding dong gun. Yeah, yeah that's what he calls from it his, from his it. prostitute My days. Secret ding- Technical term. Yeah, it's a ding dong gun. Fire out the back if you have to. <sighs> Jesus, old man, how many of those things you got? Three, one shoulder, one hip, and one right here next to Mr. Wally. Well, most pat downs never reveal it, as an agent's often reluctant to feel up another man's groin. Any other questions? Yeah. What's the weather like on your planet? Oh, actually, we do get another flashback while she's underwater of how she. So this is what happens. Amnesia? Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the one-eyed guy, before he, when he had two eyes, when he was called Two-Eyed Jack. Yeah, Two-Eyed Jack. Um, he goes to kill her, but she stabs him in the eye, and he shoots her, and she falls off a cliff. That's... Did they explain what was going on here? What do you mean? Uh, as far as, like, why they were killing her? Uh, you mean throughout this whole movie? No. Or... In oh, the, shit. In nah, the, that's a good point. The, I know what you're talking the, about. The cliffside. Because she was obviously working with Timothy. It's the government. Yeah, I think. Yeah, are they all on the same side or? They're all uh, CIA. Yeah. So when was the switchover? Like when did they were like, hey, let's kill Gina Davis. That well, when she got shot off the cliff, I think it was. She kind of talks about it, like, you know, you tried to kill me for budget cuts or something like that. Because that's Um, what the that's what the main plot is all about, basically. And so I think that's when it started. Was eight years ago. She like caught on or something. I don't know. Damn it! I need to know now. Well, yeah, it's not gonna once again, I bet you it's said somewhere in the dialogue. I think, it, I think it is because I totally didn't. It was just like she is in the trunk of this car. Timothy and One Eye Jack or Two Eye Jack, they're there. They're gonna drug her and then throw her off a cliff, and then she let breaks loose, stabs Two Eye Jack into the eye, and then he becomes One Eye Jack. That's right. Yeah, and then she gets shot in the head. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Okay. 
You watched so, it eight times. You should know. Yeah, no shit. I saw it when I was a kid, so I'm like dumb. Oh, <laughs> yeah. When you're a kid, you are dumb. Yeah, know? like um, she ends up grabbing the gun out of Brian Cox's uh, his Cox. ding dong, it's his ding dong gun. His ding Cox, Cox gun. Yes, we've already talked about this. That's right. And she grabs it, shoots the guy in the leg, uh, and then ends up saving Sam Jackson. And then we get this whole like transition scene of Gina Davis becoming the uh, the woman she once was. Yeah, showering with the uh, curtain back. Yeah, who showers with the curtain open? Have all you guys the, ever done it? All the time, dude. I, I get water I, on the floor all the time. I'm really is this true? <laughs> no, <laughs> I want to judge you. I just want to know. Yeah, do you ever do it? I do it with my hand like, on the wall. It's always yeah. in movies though. <laughs> it's always in movies like they're just you know butt ass naked, of course. And like the curtains back. Yeah, I was gonna shower. But like every time I'm like in the shower, I like I'm a wimp, man. I was like, it's got to be the hottest thing in the world. And like if you pull that curtain back, you're gonna let the heat away. Yeah. So it's like. Oh yeah, and now all the water's on the floor. I was like, yeah. I shower like Ace Ventura when he like burns his clothes. Yeah, that's, that's how, how I shower every time. Like, you have like just a barrel. Yeah. Of when fire. the curtains open, and I'm like, <laughs> or you just crouch down in and a fetal crying. position. Yeah. <laughs> I always cry like, what's your name? Or I always uh, shower like, what's your name from uh, Casino Royale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my big. I or roll, uh, I roll yeah. up in a ball. Yeah. yeah. With your clothes on. With my clothes on. Yeah. yeah. Then Daniel Craig's there to comfort you. I, I wish never happens. Man. <laughs> yeah. Never happens. <laughs> so yeah, she ends up cutting her hair and she dyes it and she puts on. Um, New makeup, all this stuff. She's this whole new persona, or old persona, whatever you want to call it. Um, Which, okay, since we're talking about a persona, there is not a really, like, relevant switch point over to where she kind of goes back. I think this is it right here. Because, like, she, like, starts to go back into this new persona, right? But, like, there's never a moment where she's, like, in the middle. Like, she's just in the middle, like, at a certain point at the movie, and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, they just hint, hint at it. Like at the ice skating with the yeah. daughter, and then I think when she's being tortured, she says like, "I'm going to kill you." I think to Daedalus. Yeah, and then she just snaps and is a super badass. Yeah, but then much. it gets, it then gets really confusing because she's like the super badass, but then she's kind of like, uh, just old, like or Samantha, I guess. <laughs> old. She's just old, old at some point because <laughs> you know time passes by in this movie. She's at Brian she's Cox. Just, she's she just like a little bit older now. She's like looks at Brian Cox. She looks at Sam Jackson. She's like, "How do you guys not age?" I'm young. I'm old. Like Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that line from that movie. Yeah. So anyway, at this point, Gina Davis calls the government, um, just like the government in general, and she's like, "What are you guys up to?" Yeah, she just yeah. calls one eight hundred government. Yeah. Press zero for operator. <laughs> and then um, we get a scene where she gets attacked in an alleyway, and uh, Samuel these, Jackson. Oh, they're they're basically headhunters that yeah. uh, her trainer or her. Her dad's friend, dude. You're asking me, dude. I just what? Yeah, that old the that politician or whatever that is like behind uh, Project Honeymoon or uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Project Honeymoon. It was her dad's friend. Her dad was in the CIA. Oh, really? So she had a connection to get in. Yeah, and I think like she, really looked really good on her resume. Like, yeah. oh, you're she had a good uh, your reference. Jim's daughter. Yeah, <laughs> Jimbo, good old Jimbo. Oh, man, Jimbo, how's Jim, Jimbo doing? We're gonna turn you into a killing machine. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so yeah, he I think ended up sending these headhunters after Gina Davis. Okay. So, but it doesn't. I mean, why don't they just keep popping up? You know, they don't really like. Yeah, they us. they hired three of them. Yeah. Like, because they're definitely gonna get the job done. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But. Interesting. Yeah, we're on. I, I thought they were just random. Well, people. I talked to Chris about this when we watched it though, because okay, so they're all pointing guns at each other. Okay, so they're all pointing guns at each other. And like, you know how scary it would be to be in like a Mexican standoff 
was it like or if anybody ever pointed a gun to you and they never like react like that in movies you know what i mean i think it'd be terrifying very like, natural yeah like they're just like toys in movies but i feel like i'd be like freaking out if i was in like a mexican standoff with somebody and like a gun was pointed at me i think the best one is maybe reservoir dogs so they end up going back to gina davis's house to uh retrieve the bracelet that she has that she talks throughout the movie which what does the key lead to the key is like to some money somewhere that's oh. all we know okay oh when did we find that out she says it in the very beginning after the credits she says i have a Faceless I carry around this key. She no, I know. I know. She says I have the key. Yeah, but like, how do we find out that the keys to money? Because at the end they move to a farm. But that's it. They just kind of like, oh, like, yeah. She remembers it. I guess. I, I guess she carries around the key. Doesn't know what it's for. And then all of a sudden she remembers. The end. She remembered where she hid the money the entire time. Yeah. Oh, she remembered that she had money. Yeah. Yeah. Because remember at the end she said, "Sorry, they grabbed the money. And they took off." And she goes over to her husband. She's like, hey, honey, do you want to see who really c- killed John F. Kennedy? Oh, yeah. Dang yeah. it, I was thinking that. Were you really? I was. That's weird, dude. There's a lot Shit. of lame ways in this movie that they tie up loose ends. Like? Well, like, for instance, the money at the end. Yeah, the faceless key is going to lead to all your pleasures. And we'll keep going, and I'll point them out. I feel like this movie throws a lot of stuff at you, and you're supposed to remember what happened 40 minutes ago. I, we've already kind of said this when... They said one line. You're like, oh, don't you remember that? We've, we've already gone over it in this movie. Like, no, you didn't. You said one thing. You brought out the bracelet thing at the very beginning of the movie, and then you brought it back an hour or 15 minutes into the movie. It's like the bookends of this movie is the bracelet. <laughs> You're trying to get all like, oh, I thought you were saying like as like a metaphor. Like the, the bracelet is like the movie. It's secular, it's like a bracelet. Circular. Time time is circular. a... You can say circular. Yeah, can you really? Yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. never heard that. Circular? Icicler. I sick yeah. I sickular on your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, they go back to her house to get the bracelet. And while she's grabbing it, um, Sam Jackson ends up getting chased by a car. And I don't know what happened. I feel like I looked down for half a second and she had ice skates on. She like literally goes outside and there's Dude, ice skates. It was. And then she gets the ice skates on. And she starts skating towards the cars. How did she know the cars were going to I wrote, this down too. I wrote that down. I wrote yeah, down. I was like, what if she ran out of river? And then, like, she just she... watched Sam Jackson get killed in, like, I'll the see, distance. My note like, was, oh. what if she was skating, saw him go a different direction, and then she had to run on her skates? Like, remember how yeah. hard it was? Like, <laughs> It's exactly like uh, Blades of Glory. Oh, yeah, when they're, when they're kissing each other. Yeah. Who were you supposed to be? Rod Serling? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they killed the panda bear? Yeah. They killed so yeah, They're going up the escalator. Remember that? Oh, and he's yeah. Like, and they're, they're kind of stuck. And he's like, what are you supposed to be? Kennedy? <laughs> Rod Serling? He's like, John F. Kennedy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wrote the same thing. I was like, what if they went in a complete direction, a di- different direction away from the water? Yeah, it would look so stupid. So they do end up driving on the ice, though, and Gina kind of saves the day. Uh, shortly after her daughter gets kidnapped while she's at like a church choir yeah, thing. Yeah. So now Timothy has a daughter. And then Timothy hilariously threatens a couple of kids. You're about to have 2.4 children. Merry Christmas. Do you, do you like him? What do you guys think of him in this movie? As He's a pretty whole? generic. Um, I think that's probably in the script writing part. I thought him as an actor... I think he did go with what he had. I think it's just it's that nineties bad guy mentality. Yeah. I think it's exactly they all wear black. Yeah. Like with well, government, they gotta be like the black ops. I you guess. 
I mean, they can't just wear like a Foo Fighters t-shirt. That'd <laughs> be like, kind of cool though. If yeah, they're like, just wearing their favorite t-shirts. And they have to be a psycho if they're a bad guy. Yeah, well, he's like kind of like the um, like charming psycho where he's like making jokes and stuff and making Baywatch Nights references. Yeah, because he watches it. Yeah, he definitely does watch <laughs> yeah. it. For hundred percent, he watches yeah. it. <laughs> That's what made him a psycho. <laughs> yeah. So they end up tracking down Timothy, and they find out that he's at Niagara Falls. And Gina Davis goes, oh, man, Operation Honeymoon. Oh, okay. And we as an audience just be like, oh, man, Operation Honeymoon. But they keep re- referencing Operation Honeymoon. Yeah, actually, I, I can't really fight with this one. They actually yeah, mention They reference it, it throughout. Yeah. Because uh, I think they even mentioned it in that Luke note where it's like Honeymoon or something. Yeah. Honeymoon, just, engagement, you know, and blah, blah, blah. I just feel like at this point, though, I don't know. I feel like at this point, the movie's kind of lost me. So I'm not like, oh wow, like I'm I just... definitely did not remember the entire like uh, motivation for the bad guys in this movie. Oh as, yeah, as a kid, dude, like... I just watched this movie two hours ago, and I could, I still don't remember what the motivation was. Yeah, it's nine eleven. Oh yeah, oh yeah, shit. we'll get to it. It's yeah. crazy. We'll get to it. We'll yeah. get to it because that's coming up here soon. So they go to go track down uh, Timothy, and then Gina Davis kisses Jackson, and is this supposed to be a romance? I feel like. I thought it was going to lead to something because of the motel when she first transforms into Charlie. Yeah. She's, I, like, kind of making out with him. Probably yeah. just dry humping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a couple times where they're, like, kind of hitting at it. And then, at the end, it's like, nope. Sam Jackson goes Well, yeah, she goes ways. back to the husband that doesn't exist in yeah, this movie. Yeah, pretty much. Might be just a fig- figment of her imagination. What, the husband? Yeah. Yeah, he's not in this at all, he's man. He's in it in the beginning, and that's it. Not even a phone call to be like, hey, babe, how's, uh, how's, how's, the, how's how, the identity how's, crisis going? How's life on the road? Yeah. Dude, that, that must be, like, legit love, though. He's like, you know, the dad's probably talking to his daughter. He's like, where's mom? Like, you know what? Mom's got to figure out some stuff. Like, where is she? Like, I have no idea. I haven't heard from her in but, weeks. Yeah. But, They, you know. like, show him, uh, like, when they go on the road trip, they show him. And they show Caitlin, who's at this church. They should have showed, like had him get knocked out or killed by Timothy. Yeah, because he totally, he does legit, like, disappear. Because he's definitely not watching his child at this church. Just, like, kind of, like, dropped him. Yeah. Like, go do your thing. And we yeah. go get wasted or something. Yeah, exactly. She ends up grabbing the kid at, like, the bad guy's headquarters, which is at Niagara Falls? Yeah, it's, or close it's to? like a hotel or abandoned motel or something or lodge or something. I don't yeah. know. Something. something like that. Well, something. It's basically an empty area where no civilians are at. Yeah, another much. another cliche, right? Yeah, you got a base of operations. You got a you got a playground for your shootout. Yes, basically. Oh wow, that's a really great way to put that. Yeah, yeah, like the uh, shipping containers in Iron Man Three, or the uh, the, the poor district in uh, Batman vs Superman, or the airport. Well, Batman everyone, too. no, no, it's after it's after work hours, so everyone's home. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember the news? The news, they say that in the news. Oh yeah, they do because like, <laughs> they, they legit use that to say that in the except movie. for the night security guard. No, nope, no, kinda... they it's like it's after six o'clock, so it's everyone's oh, home. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's out. Yeah, just just want to let everyone know on this news. Who's <laughs> everyone's watching the news right now? And they um they end up going in this basement of gasoline, kind of. I think it's just where they're storing all the materials for their explosives and stuff. Don't you do that in barrels? I mean, it's, it's but it, it's like legit, like a, a room of yeah, like, flammable stuff. Like they're walking in gas. Oh, are they? No, yeah. she shot the barrels though. Yeah, but they're all just hanging Dude, out in this room you, when talking. I looked down to type a note in this movie. By the time I look up, I miss something so because quick. when she. Okay, so they make it to this hotel or whatever. Yeah. And Sam Jackson's going to cover her as she tries to infiltrate the 
to get her daughter. I'm there. Yeah. She's killing people left and right. Yep. She gets the daughter. She's leaving. But no. And then I type and a then note. And see her. And I look up. I'll finish the spaces for you. Go. So they, they catch on. They capture Sam Jackson. Like, uh, Timothy's there. Captures him. Yeah. And then puts out the, the alarm. Saying, hey, we got, a, we got an intruder, guys. Uh, if you could find <laughs> Gene Davis and this little girl. <laughs> hey, guys, check your email. I sent out a mass email to everybody. Yeah, check Very your email. Important. Check your cell phones. I sent, I sent out social media, Twitter, uh, Facebook, <laughs> uh, Instagram. Oh, while you're on it, can you like Cinema Cult? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they shoot at her and the daughter, and they fall backwards into the cellar. And it's really random because I think she thinks there's people down there. She immediately pulls out two machine guns and starts shooting everywhere, and then it's like the lights turn on and she's just shooting barrels the entire yeah. time. Yeah. Oh, that's what happened. Completely okay. flooding the room. Yeah. And, and then, then and then Timothy has like a light, like a lighter. And yeah. Like, hey, we got you. I'm gonna drop this for you. Like, mess around with us. Is that what he says? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I'm Dude, I'm not. Like, <laughs> no, I'm with, I'm with Chris, man. Every time I look down and type a note, I was like, what? And I, I look feel, back I up. I feel very honored. And, like that Sam my... Jackson's head's on a pike, and I'm like, what did I miss? <laughs> I feel I feel very honored that my made up dialogue is Shane Black material. Yeah, in your eyes <laughs> or for this movie. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, and uh, when they're in the room, she looks at her daughter's baby doll, and Which, like I don't remember how this works. What do you mean? The dolls filled with gasoline. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like, I know. Day, I didn't catch babies. this either. Yeah, back. In but the it day, was like the baby was like a piss baby. It was yeah, like. But when did they? When did she do this? When they were hiding or something? Or I guess. When did she get the? When did the baby get filled up with pit, gasoline? <laughs> gasoline piss. <laughs> gasoline piss. As they were walking up, I think. I, I think. As oh, she just up. like scooped up with the. Yeah, and they didn't smell it at all. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my god! Like, throw that thing away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's so, the other that smells like dog shit. They went. They went into this room. And like the like they're okay, so they capture them and they go down into this room and it's right next to a frozen meat locker, meat, meat snack locker, locker, right? Meat, meat snack, snack locker, locker, yeah. But like this whole room is just filled with open canisters of gasoline that's just Basically, poured all over the floor. The fumes must be so strong in this oh, room yeah. that like probably none of them could la- like stand and be like, "Let's get out of here, man! I oh, can't breathe." If I'm at like a gas, I'll accidentally get like gas in my fingers. Yeah, and it smells like shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's there, dude. Like, I have to crank the window open because I can't breathe. Yeah. Yeah, so imagine being in a room that's flooded with it and you're trying to have, like, this uh, a peaceful evil, conversation. Yeah, evil conspiracy. Like, <laughs> yeah, just imagine if Timothy's, like, going through his whole spiel and he's just like, oh, oh, oh my God, I can't oh, breathe. God. <laughs> Let's take this conversation upstairs. This is awful. You can stay and then shuts the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You probably could have left him down there. And yeah. yeah they also, he's like, why am I telling you guys this? You're going to die. Yeah, pretty much. You know? Well, no, he captures them. And then he pretty much tells him the bad guy's plot for 9-11, which is bizarre, man. It really well, I mean, is. it's like not really the plot because it's just a conspiracy. No, but still, it's but like yeah. when they're talking, you could it, you would think this movie was made after 9-11 just because... Well, they talk about the bombing that took place at 9-11. Yeah, they, they said they that. Well, not the bombing. The no, they do. They do. Yeah, they, they do. They reference the 93 bombing. Yeah. Yeah, but no, you said 9-11. That's completely different. Oh. Oh, did I say 9-11? Yeah, yeah. My bad. They, they referenced the World, Trade Center. the World Trade Center bombing back in 93. Yeah, I think it's 93. And that it was, uh, that the CIA had information about it beforehand, and that one of the guys crazy. actually worked for the CIA, right? Is that what they said? And when 9-11 happened, there was actually a CIA agent that had all the information, and yeah. they didn't act on it at all. But what they, the whole point of them doing the bombing in 93 is that, uh... The whatever this government agency is I think needed, I think needed funding. They needed to basically come up with a purpose for them to operate. Yeah, 
So they basically like they're going to plan something else that's just as big to make to gather more funding. So they they're can basically operate. orchestrating terrorist acts on U.S. soil in order to get the funding <sighs> that they need to fund their operations. And it's weird because you hear a lot of conspiracy theories about that. It's just weird that they say it and you realize this movie is like, you know, five, six years before it. It's just very bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Um, but after he goes throughout this whole thing, they end up locking Gina Davis and the daughter in this freezer. But right before that, we find out Timothy's the dad. I'm like, who cares? And then uh, they do like a DNA test and then Mari Povich <laughs> comes out and it's <laughs> like, you're the father. <laughs> Uh, they end up uh, locking him in the freezer, and then Gina Davis does this whole thing where she makes like a puddle under the door yeah. so the gasoline will leak out to the other canisters. Yeah. She uses her daughter's retainer to like catch the gasoline into the cracks. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I caught that, but I didn't really understand what the I don't purpose know what was. It was. I guess she's using it to kind of like funnel underneath the door. Okay. Right? But then she ends up trying to catch a spark by hitting the cement yeah. with the uh, crowbar. Which would have been cool. Which would have been cool. Does she not realize at this point that they're both completely covered in gasoline? And that one spark, they would that entire room would have been like... Yeah, I mean, they're definitely, yeah. like, after one shower, they're definitely not washing the gasoline off. Oh, no, it's, it's still, still there. there yeah. yeah. But then comes the worst part of the movie for me, is when she can't catch a spark to catch the gasoline... Her daughter goes, hey, I always carry these matches in my cast. It's a callback, dude. But to what? Earlier in the movie. When, like, yeah, when they showed that one time that, that candle sitting in the window. The no, they go there. When she's going on that road trip, she says she gives her daughter the candle, the matches. How did I miss that? And she's too. like, Me too. She's like, Keep a candle lit for me while I'm gone. But it's you such know? a cop out. Like, I, this is what I, I, mean, no, like, I, I think it's pretty good. It's one of those cop out moments where I was like, You just carry around matches in your cast? Like, what the hell? Like, because she needs to, like, Warm up or That's something. Random. But here, okay, here, this is what I, I don't like about the scene is not only just that, but she totally breaks character by like breaking down and crying. That's, yeah, this is what I'm talking about. And I was like, wait, wait, she was a sa- like an assassin like five minutes ago, and then she cries as soon as like, you know. Like, That's what I'm talking about. Where the Charlie is only there for a second. Yeah, she like initially transforms or reverts back, and then she just goes back to being like the Samantha. Yeah, it's persona. weird. It's really weird. And then and like, she's crying and she's like, well, I got, you know, everything's going to be all right. I got candles. I got my subscription to Matchbox Magazine. And Matchbox, Matchbox 20. 20. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah, she does this. She ends up setting the gasoline off with the uh, matches. Oh, this is amazing. It, this everything is, blows up. This and, is iconic. Oh, this is iconic. And, and that door, that door flies back and just smashes both of them against. Yeah, the wall. and they're just like a, they're just meat snacks at this point. Yeah. Well, which way did the door open? Can anybody remember? It probably opened from the out. Yeah, never mind. It swung to the outside. Um, so everything blows up, including Sam Jackson, who's tied up to a chair. He's about to get what shot in the head or something. Yeah, and he's on the floor just like above him, and everything blows up. And Sam Jackson just flies through the window. I love this scene. And he hits a sign, and he hits a tree. Holy crap, man. And then I he finally this. hits the ground. And it's like... Dude, All the terrorists get killed that are in the room with him, but Sam Jackson miraculously flies out the window instead. Dude, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's grenade physics. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of weird explosion physics in this movie. Like uh, the sci-fi movie that takes place when one I Jack attacks? Yeah, or when I Jack in the attack. hallway, or Sam Jackson flying out the window. Yeah, I love it. So they end up getting out, and for some reason, this is another, I look down to type a note, look up, I don't know what's going on. For some reason, her daughter goes to hide in the truck. Did Gina Davis tell her to go hide in that truck? 
I have no idea. Yeah, that was another thing. I looked down and I was like, wait, why is she in this truck? Like, she, she was climbing in some, like... Why wouldn't Gina Davis, I, like, protect I think her she, with her I life? think she just told her to run and then she and just... that's where she went? Yeah. That's what I kind of thought, too. Um, but she ran, like, this one is foot like and jumped into a truck? Quite possibly the worst place you could hide. She doesn't know that, though. She's a little kid. She's an idiot. Oh, okay. Um, so during this... Actually, this is kind of a cool scene. Very uh, Call of Duty-ish. Um, Gina Davis has a sniper rifle and... Samuel Jackson's on the ground, and she's pretty much telling Samuel Jackson through the walkie-talkies where bad guys are coming up. And so she's kind of guiding him, which is a pretty cool scene, I think. And then he gets shot, and you pretty much think he's dead. Yeah, he gets, like, super messed up here. Yeah, and actually, in the original version of this, he, he, he did die. Yeah. And then the test audience were like, we don't like that he dies. Well, which... I think it's because it's buddy. It's like a buddy or buddy action movie. Oh, it totally is. And then all of a sudden, the guy's gone. Um... So at this point, the truck or the tank or whatever this is does take off, and um, this is happened to be like the truck that's delivering the bomb. Yeah, this yeah, which is like one of the worst places you could hide. Yeah, and you know what? It's out in the middle of like the whole place, and I'm sure it's swarmed by bad guys. Yeah. How did this little girl get past everybody? I'm like, I'm gonna hide like right here in front of everybody. Mm, I don't know. Like, not run towards the woods or anything. So. I think it's just to add some conflict to the final yeah, fight exactly. of this movie. They just, I don't know. They just did it, though. Like, they did the conflict with her. Yeah. With a little girl. So it's like, it's stupid for them to do it again. Mm-hmm. Because, like, man, if it's like, you have to save your kid's life, like, one time, and then you have to save your kid's life a second time. Yeah. I mean. Like, your kid's not going to make it very far in this world, because, like, parents, you're going to have to just keep saving Especially when you're, like, life. six. It's like, man, where's your job? Like, get Yeah, job. where's your job? Like, a parent's duty never ends. Oh. Oh. The humorous effect of the word duty never ends. <laughs> <laughs> So Gina Davis goes ahead and she gets onto the the tanker and she's driving and for some reason the brakes go out and she ends up crashing into a wall, which is a really good effect actually. This looked really cool. She crashes to the wall, it flips on its side. I thought she was gonna do a total Terminator two here and roll into a ball like uh the Terminator in Terminator two. Yeah, no, how many times you can say Terminator in one sentence? I'm trying to say. <laughs> She ends up fighting Timothy, and they fall through, like, this opening in the dam. I yeah, what is this? Well, I it's think a water I think, pipe. I really think they are at, like, Niagara Falls. I think Because it says, now entering Canada. Yeah, they're at, like, the border, and then all of a sudden, they fall down this, like, giant well, and it it's leads a, to the it's falls. A, it's a construction site. For Why is there a giant-ass well? Oh, they're just... Maybe they're expanding the roads or something. Maybe so they got a lot weird. of traffic. That's a big Shane Black thing, isn't it? Construction? Maybe. Maybe. I don't um, know. Yeah, Home, uh, home Alone 3? And there's construction there, right? What are you talking about? Bro? I have no idea. <laughs> okay. Um, so they fall through like this opening, and they're hanging on this net, and they're kind of having this fight. And it's actually it could be a really cool fight, but it ends after like five seconds. And he this should have been down. like this should have been like the the part where he dies. This should have been the finals. Yeah. Yeah. And he ends up falling into the water. And she turned into an ice cube after this because yeah. he would definitely be dead. Oh yeah, but no, like literally two seconds later, he's climbing out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So Gina Davis ends up fighting this other helicopter in the meantime. And she ends up shooting this guy, and when she shoots the guy in the helicopter, like, this flare goes off, and the guy catches on fire, and he falls out of the helicopter, and his leg gets hooked onto Christmas lights. <laughs> the worst death, man. And he just hangs there on fire. It's horrible, man. Like, so, he probably would have been... He could have, like, jumped into that water pipe. Yeah. But yeah. instead, he got stuck in Christmas lights and just burned to death. Yeah. So depressing. <laughs> so, I thought this was going to be a fun action movie. He just got really depressed. Yeah, <laughs> she ends up saving her daughter... And um, she tells her daughter, like, you know, go off. You know, I got this. Yeah, she gets stabbed? Or, yeah. yeah. And she's like, no, just go off. I got this. Blah, this blah, is blah. a weird scene. 
She's just going to accept death? or Yeah, like, she, she totally, basically yeah. tells her daughter to keep running so she could die. Yeah. Like, her, like her herself could die? Yeah. yeah. So and she just kind of lays there, and then the daughter comes back. She's like, stop being a fucking pussy-ass yeah. bitch. And she does this really weird thing where she acts like she's dead. Like, she's just kind of staring. I think she's doing her, like, one, you know, pretending when you're sleeping when your mom comes in the <laughs> That's room. <what> I wrote. <laughs> That's she, like, right. has her one eye open to see if she's still there. So I definitely see her eye open, Mom. Like, what are you doing? Just, it's really goofy because then she's like, all right, I'm not really dead. And then she gets up, and then she's like, full of energy. You got me. You got me. It's a throwback to earlier in the movie when um, she, they're on the ice rink and she's like, she's like, life's got, you know, life's tough. You got yeah, blah, blah, blah. I got that, but like, why did she have to act like she was dead? It's supposed to be a, I don't know. It's goofy. Like, she could act like she was dying. Yeah. No, I agree. And it would have been the same effect. Yeah. But like, the fact that she just lays there with her eyes like not blinking. Yeah. But no, and so she gets up and she's like, fine, whatever. And at this point, Sam Jackson comes busting through the back of one of the trucks in the car that they were going to plant with the mm-hmm. uh, the terrorist. I, actually, who was that guy? Which one? The guy that was in the car. That was in the... Oh, it's the the Muslim terrorist that they are going to... That they were going to... Oh, yeah. man. This it's guy a, cracked me up. It's just a decoy. Okay, it's this Matt... frozen body that like they just had of this... Uh, whoever this guy was. And it's the, basically the body that's going to be in the truck when it's the like, truck blows up. Yeah. And they think that it's a Muslim terrorist. Because yeah. that's their whole ploy. And like every they kept showing this body for like... I don't know why, like, every, like, he'd just be sitting in the car by himself, and they'd just be showing this guy, and, uh, other people would be talking, and it looked like they had, like, a, a sound modulator for him to have, like, his own voice. Matt thought they put some kind of robot voice in for this guy. Yeah. And Matt lost it. I don't so understand. All, I kept geeking out. because like, he just showed the guy in a car, and you heard a voiceover. Oh. It looked like it was coming from that, like, it was supposed to be coming from that guy. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> so Matt kept sitting there, and he's like, he was like, what is he, like, a robot? And he's like, I am a terrorist. <laughs> I am a terrorist. I am so, a terrible, terrible terrorist. <laughs> so when he's like driving down the... To... Yeah, so people know that he's a terrorist. <laughs> I am terrorizing. <laughs> I'm terrorizing you guys right now. But uh, so Sam Jackson's in that car and he takes off and he kind of like... Yeah, he wakes up and he get your... Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's like, going to drive this car. Burn it. Is that what like, he says? I'm going to put the key in. And, and then we're like, time. I'm Probably babysitting so. these kids right now. <laughs> <laughs> good throwback, man. That was good. Um, so while Jackson's driving towards them, we get probably the coolest, I'd probably say the coolest scene in the entire movie. Yeah. Is this the, the Dante's Peak-esque cars falling down on Oh, no, this is before because Timothy's still alive. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. This is This pretty is pretty badass. badass. Because I think what ends up happening is the guy that's still a flame hanging on the lights. He's just still dying. He's just, <laughs> still. Ow. This hurts so much. Please, if you could help me. Perhaps a band-aid. I'm very badly burnt. <laughs> some, perhaps some ointment. <laughs> she ends up cutting or shooting or whatever. Yeah. She oh, cuts. I love this, too. This what? is another movie cliche thing. Go ahead. See what okay. you're going to say. It's your swashbuckler. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, she ends up, like, cutting it. And the dead guy's weight pulls her up, and then she's going up in the air. She ends up shooting Timothy, and he falls out of the helicopter. And she says, die screaming, motherfucker. Yeah. Which is pretty bad. It's a really cool, yeah. like, scene. But she rips the gun off the dead body. Yeah, as it's, like, as, falling as she's down. Going up. Yeah. yeah, but how hot do you oh, think yeah. that gun would have been? I did not ooh, ooh, even ouch, think ouch, 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 yeah. ouch. Yeah, yeah, she falls to her like, death. Dude, it would just, she just burned her hand right That's off. That's actually pretty legit. She would have burned her hand. 
and then let go to like chuck on her hand, and then she would have just fell uh, down through the water well. Through the water well, and then she ends up like on on the helicopter somehow. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> no, it's okay. This is what I'm talking about. Those movie cliche. I always talk about when they shoot buttons in movies. They know they, exactly what's gonna happen. Whatever it is operates. Yeah. But like every time they cut ropes or shoot ropes in movies, they know like, exactly like they what... get pulled up. The length, the approximate length of where they're going to end up. Yeah. You know, which is basically helicopter level. I've never found, like, like a piece of, like, rope or wire that was hanging. And, like, I thought, like, oh, man, if I just cut it, it's going to shoot me straight up. You just, like, go through all the scenarios, like, I think we're going to do it. Yeah, like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Christmas lights. I think, see what it is. I think today's the day. I'm going to do it. <laughs> so she ends up sliding down the Christmas lights and breaking everyone as she does, which actually looks pretty cool. And she gets in the car, her and her daughter with Sam Jackson. They drive off as the bridge explodes. It looks cool. I think it's a good effect. It's a specter-sized explosion. It is. It is oh a legit... Oh, my gosh. Another ridiculous explosion. It's like an man. explosion that they shouldn't make it out alive whatsoever. Yeah. It's like fireballs chasing the firewall. Because the bomb That's that another movie cliche. What? The firewall. Where like it's like that oh, wall it's just of fire a that chases you, yeah. and you're just fast enough where it's on your tail, but just like uh, uh, Star Wars, yeah, yeah, that's where it starts, yeah, pretty yeah, much in Star Wars. Much. She ends up showing the braids with the Jackson. She's like, "Don't worry, we're rich." And then we get this whole like epilogue after everything's said yeah. and done. And me, Matt, lost it when she's driving in the car. She's driving down in a convertible. And she's on her phone. She's like, hello, Mr. President. Oh, and man. It was like a joke, dude. Like, Yeah, we're like, really? It was yeah. really goofy, dude. It's like a your typical like Nintendo game where it's like, Mr. President, are, yeah. you, are you bad enough to be bad? Like, <laughs> well, I, got I was this. just thinking of like, Leslie Nielsen driving down in her car. like, Mr. President. And like, yeah. just, it felt like... Yeah, know, it yeah. just felt too... Uh, spoofy. Yeah, it well, felt yeah, spoofy. Yeah. And she's talking to the president. And the president's like, we come back to work for us. She goes, no, but I do have one favor to ask of you. And it cuts to Sam Jackson. He's on Larry King, and he's getting all this credit for um, being awesome. Everything happened. He's like a hero. He does have a really good one liner about Frank and Ernest. He's like, oh he's yeah. Like, he's like, you seem really. I think he said something like, "You're very frank and earnest." And um, he's, I'm always frank and earnest with women. I'm in New York. I'm Frank, <laughs> and then in Chicago, I'm Ernest. And he does this like huge <laughs> laugh. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Was is that Rosie and Arnold? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is that? Roseanne. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? Is the harmonica going off and she laughs when the harmonica going guess. off? I guess. I've never Whatever. watched Roseanne before. What's Roseanne? I've never heard of this show. You know. Um, it's Chris's Rick. rusty trombone. <laughs> <laughs> That's gross, dude. I know. Anybody who got that would have been like slamming their ass off right now. So there's viewers who are like, what? <laughs> Do you know what it is? Yeah, I know what it is. <laughs> I'm just an adult. <laughs> so we got the Gina, and she's with her family, and she has long blonde hair, and they live on a farm now, and she and throws she a knife at a cricket. Oh, so they... she tosses a bell pepper. And then she's like, <laughs> I'm a chef. Yeah. I'm a chef. I just found out I'm a chef. I just found out. Chef this. <laughs> no, she throws a knife at a cricket, kills it. End of movie. Hanto. What did you think of this movie? It's definitely not the strongest of the Shane Black, like, written, directed, blah, 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 but I still think it's a fairly fun action movie. Okay. If you had to... I'm even nasty. There's so many to choose from. No, no. Just rate it for me. Give me a 1 to 10. I'm just curious. Like, the score or... Wait. Like, the movie score? Yeah. No, like, score... No. Give me a like score. A per- as... Like, a perfect score? 
Yeah, give me that MTV movie. Yeah. <laughs> like the score with Robert De Niro and yeah. Edward Norton? Or um, uh, Mufasa's brother from Lion King score. Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. That just totally ruined it. Bad? Yeah, okay. it ruined it. Um, I'll give it like a 7, seven out of 10. 10. Yeah. Okay. Matt, what do you got? Uh, I give about like a four out of ten. Wow. Yeah, it's not it's not terrible. It's just kind of it's very forgetful. It's definitely the weakest Shane Black movie. Yeah, I mean, um, I just I I would like to have seen the movie more with like reasons why she's this top assassin. Like yeah. I'd like to see maybe some like hand to hand combat stuff. Yeah. Some more problem solving Dance stuff. Relaxing. We never saw any like knife fight scenes. Yeah. I'd like to see some more like problem solving stuff. Like when when she was in the freezer. Mm-hmm. Like you know like. I would want to see like these using reasons. the doll, like improvising using the doll to make some gasoline and then blow up the door outside. Yeah, like yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's I don't know. I'd be honest. I would say pass on it. Okay, um, I'm gonna agree with Matt. Um, I don't think I probably actually I might say I'll give it a five out of ten. It wasn't. I think it's too long. It is really long. It's a long movie. It was. I think right exactly at the two hour mark. Yeah. Yeah. It is. And I think the cuts are way too quick. Yeah. Um, I feel like, it, seriously, if I take a sip of my coffee watching it, I just missed a huge plot point. I, I think it's still a fun action movie. Oh, it wasn't bad. I, I mean, I will never watch it again. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean... I'll definitely watch it again. <laughs> yeah, now you own it. <laughs> that in the pit, I'll watch a double feature. <laughs> you bet. <laughs> Someone's got to. <laughs> but no, it was okay. I would not watch it again, though. I do have a one-sentence summary, though. Oh, God. They're back. Long kiss, good night. More like this long movie. Goodbye. <laughs> like the AOL. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Did you hear Matt's laugh during that? <laughs> I don't know why I laughed. Like, ah. <laughs> You'll hear it later. Okay. Well, join us in the second half of the podcast where Hanta breaks down our profile on Shane Black. Welcome back to the second part of the podcast. Anto, please take us away. I'm kind of nervous. This is my first uh, profile episode, I believe. Oh, it is, yeah. Shane Black. I always do uh, genres, but never yeah. no profile. Yeah, I don't think I don't I've think really I... done too many profiles in general. Matt, have you done one? I don't think I've done one yet. I think you've done strictly profile episodes. I think you're all the profile episodes. Yeah, I've I think done. every time I've been on... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One, for one honor. So, uh, our profile on Shane Black... He wrote Long Kiss Goodnight, but now he's more into directing and writing. Uh, he started off very strong in 1987 with Lethal Weapon. He wrote the movie. Who directed it? Uh, which one call it? Richard Donner. Yeah, Richard Donner. Oh, he, I knew that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I always thought she he directed all, okay. the, all the Lethal Weapon movies. Apparently, he is like the first person. And I, was it for Lethal Weapon? He's the first person to ever sell a screenplay for $3 million. Yeah, I think so. You know how old he was when he wrote uh, wrote Lethal Weapon? How old? Twenty three. Holy shit! That's pretty impressive. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's like that's like uh, you know, he basically birthed the buddy cop genre, or kind of like escalated it to a new high. It changed action movies. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's like it's a set it to a whole new level. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like you know, uh, which I'm called Orson Welles with like Citizen Kane, where he's like. I think he was like also 23 or 24 when he made that movie. Yeah, he was. And that wow. changed, changed the whole filmmaking game. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Every time I hear... This is so 
stupid, but every time I hear the term buddy cop, the first thing that pops in my head is Cop and a Half. <laughs> I mean, it's a buddy cop movie. <laughs> I know, but do you remember that movie? Yeah, I do. Was it, was it Burt Reynolds? Burt Reynolds and then... Don't know who the kid was. I don't know either. Yep, Cop and a Half. Keep yeah. going. Sorry. Uh, and then he was one of these, the uh, mercenaries in Predator, if Which, you remember. Yeah. He's Hawkins, who is the comic book nerd that uh, I think Jesse Ventura was always making fun of. Oh, is he really? Yeah, he gets, he's oh, the one man. that gets... He, you I didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. He's the first, He's the guy that has the... The, really? Yeah, the big glasses. Don't pretend Ooh. you knew this. Yeah. I didn't know this. <laughs> it's for viewers' sake. Don't fake it, man. I'm yeah, trying. You're, you like movies, too. I do. I knew it was him a long time ago. <laughs> uh, and then follow that up with uh, a little script to The Monster Squad. Yeah, which you did with Fred Decker, right? Yeah. And yeah. they were like college. I want to say they were well, college friends. Probably, because uh, Fred Decker also directed uh, his first movie was Night of the Creeps. Okay. And Shane Black had a little role in that, which is a year previous. Really? Oh, in '86, yeah, he was just—I think one just like like a random cop, like in. No shit! I just yeah. watched that. I didn't even like. I would have looked for him. I didn't even know. Well, he's he's uncredited. That might be why. Okay. But uh, he's listed as cop in police station. Oh wow! So out of all the cops that are in that movie, <laughs> yeah, there's only one cop. Yeah, in there's the police only station. one that's a successful three million dollar writer. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he follows that up, obviously, with the success of uh, Lethal Weapon. So he does Lethal Weapon 2, which was in 89. And then two years later does Last Boy Scout, another writing credit. I haven't seen that one. Which is another... I've seen parts of it, but... Not necessarily a buddy cop movie, but more... Was Bruce Willis a cop in that movie, or is he a um, private eye? Oh, uh, I saw it like one time. I think he's a cop. He's a drunk cop. But yeah. his buddy in that is Damon Wayans, and he's a football player. Oh, man. And it's Halle Berry. And shenanigans ensue. Yep. No, I think Bruce Willis Bruce Willis works in the water, doesn't he? Isn't he? Um... He's a water boy. Actually, I want to say, football team. I yeah, say that's, that's the script it. that was sold for $3 million was Last Action Hero. Or no, or, no I'm sorry. Like, Last Boy Scout. Last Boy Scout was the one that was sold for $3 million. Really? Okay. Actually, I just looked up um, how much he got paid for his scripts. And for Lethal Weapon, he got $250,000. Oh, so I was wrong. No, you're good. He got 1.75 for Last Boy Scout. Wow. And then um, I just saw it, but I lost it. I think it was 4.75 for Long Kiss Goodnight. Wow. What? Yeah. He got almost $5 million for Long Kiss Goodnight. Jeez. Good for you, Shane Black. Yeah. That's insane, man. That's a lot. Yeah, okay, so I've read it, like a couple of his screenplays. His screenplays are awesome to read. Are they really? Yeah, because if you've ever read screenplays before, they're very, uh, like, I want to say, specific. like... Specific. Yeah, they're very specific. They're, like, VCR instructions. They're okay. kind of... They're boring to read. Well, that's what they're... They're supposed to be instructions for the crew. Yeah, but the way he writes his is it's like he's talking to the reader. Okay. And it's a really, really entertaining read. Which ones have you read? I read Lethal Weapon, and I read Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Okay. I'll give those a go. I've never really. Yeah. I don't think I've read like a script in its entirety. Yeah, it's it's they're really cool. Like the way they like they read out because it's not just the dialogue. It's like the um the basically like the action cues or like yeah. the, um, the the description the log, the log lines. Yeah, the log lines. Yeah, and they're really they're really cool reads. Cool, nice. I'll give that a go. In '93, another writing credit: Last Action Hero, episode one of this podcast. Yep. Is it episode one? It is. Yeah, it's episode one. Episode zero is uh oh yeah that's right yeah what a long way we've come but uh 
What a long way, but not like we didn't even, like progress at all. No, nah, yeah, definitely, so. definitely not. Okay. You rate and review our podcast on. <laughs> uh, ninety six writing credit for Long Kiss Goodnight, and then he uh, directed uh, directorial debut in two thousand five, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which I know we're all huge fans of. Oh yeah. man, excellent movie. This is uh some of the best dialogue I think he's written. Yeah. I mean, this brought back, I feel like it brought back his career. It brought back Robert Downey Jr.'s career. Well, it kind of defined him as what kind of movies he can make. Yeah. And he's better definitely in the director's seat than he is just in the writer's seat. Well, yeah. He he knows what he wants for... Yeah. Especially if he writes a script, you know. You could tell a lot of his scripts, like watching all of his director, like directorial movies, you could tell like his scripts have just been torn apart by studios. Yeah. And that's why I think we like like we rip it apart. Uh, this past movie that we watched, like I'm sure, like it probably got sh- like shat on. Yeah, we're not shat on, but it got they, torn up because they wanted to go different directions. Yeah, I'm he, sure with them buying it, they, it wasn't like what they're gonna buy it and have his interests yeah. involved in it. They're buying it and it's theirs. And he actually and did kind of. They want. He actually did bring this up in an interview. Uh, I think for um, like an Austin film committee or whatever. Okay. They did like an interview with him, and he was kind of talking about how sometimes when your movie you write your movies, they'll get lost in translation because of all the studios it's bastardized. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. So now that like, because I think he was doing either I think for Iron Man three he was doing like a press conference. He was kind of talking about how now that he's in the director's chair, he can kind of like go where he wants where he wants his scripts to go. Yeah, and I think he does a greater job with his scripts than anybody yeah. else does. Because Iron Man three, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Um, in Nice Guys so far, they have some of the best action sequences as far as like the going for the Shane Black style. Yeah, I, agree. I think especially uh, Iron Man three. Yeah, I there's think... a lot happening in the scene, but it kind of like tells a story of what all like all the characters are doing during that kind of scene. I guess. No, I agree. No, I and he's not. doing. Uh, he's writing and directing the Predator. Yeah. Which I hope is good. I didn't know they had a movie poster out for it. Yeah, no shit. I was like, I can't remember what what the poster. I can't remember what the like the tagline is. I bet it's not as cool as the uh, new Alien one. Yeah, the new Alien one. Yeah. Oh, that, that's that one's cool. awesome. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I like, I like, definitely enjoy. It. I was talking to Chris about this actually because we just watched a new trailer for Dunkirk. Okay, which is I watched it today. Chris yeah. Nolan's new movie. And I really think the way movies just need to go is just straightforward writers and directors. Yeah. And I think no more, like, directors adapting other people's screenplays. Mm-hmm. I just I, I think we all, like, as a culture, gravitate towards those writer-directors. Like, they're just stronger. Yeah. Like, even if um, their movies aren't the best. Like At least it's the truest, the truest vision yeah. of what they're trying to tell. I think, it's just, I think you just like... get too many hands in the soup. When like it's you know a writer that sells his... wow it's a new saying yeah oh I didn't want to do kitchen because that's been used too much too, too much cliche too, too many cooks yeah too many uh, too many hands in your soup yeah and like <laughs> everyone's like you know it's like you bring it in like you, like you brought you made this like awesome like moose cake and you're like you brought it in and you're like hey guys you wanna you wanna you wanna try this moose cake and you're like yeah sure. And you're watching people eat it. Like, mine, mine, Yeah, mine. and some people are, like, really cool about eating it. You're like, oh, they like it. And then there's some people putting, like, fucking ketchup on it. And you're like, what the hell are they doing? They're oh, ruining my moose cake. On, who's putting ketchup on You know what I mean? Cake. It's exactly that way. We try a new saying. We're like, um, like uh, too many, it's like too many people in my bed. Or, um, yeah, sure. What? That's something. Uh, what orgies like, are you setting it's, up? Uh, <laughs> too many hands in my pants. Oh, man. 
I was going to use that one. Were you really? (laughs) Too many hands trying to get my ding-dong gun. Yep, yeah, you killed it. Um, (laughs) Essentially the same exact thing you just said. But mine was more adult. Okay, there Um, you go. uh, What was I going to say? Oh, no, yeah, with the writer-directors, they know their vision. So when they walk in there, it's like, here we go. I know it. Let's go. You're not trying to interpret it. Interpret someone else's work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In 2013... Iron Man 3. He's in the Marvel game now. I think Iron Man 3 is the most uniquely written of the, all the Marvel movies. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I, I think Avengers goes in there, too, because Joss Whedon. It's the most comic booky. I feel like. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, Joss Whedon did the same thing with Avengers. Like, they're, they, they're very distinct. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the, all the other Marvel movies are just kind of like... Kind of just like straightforward they action. Feel, they, or... they feel like writer's rooms. Like Yeah, they movies. got like 30... 30 people run this movie. Yeah. And then, like, you go over to DC, and DC's probably got, like, no writers. <laughs> yeah, they just yeah. got people off the street to write their fan fiction. They got I people like us. You guys their... stop on the DC channel. Oh, I was no, never going to stop. Dude, I didn't know Suicide Squad was written. They, they promoted this, that Suicide Squad was written in six weeks. Okay, that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. What we like, saw they, felt they, like, it like it was... Like, it was like, like, you know, it was like a, a feat. Like, I think I they went to the, the local bookstore, bought a Mad Libs, and just filled it in with stuff yeah, that would happen. Yeah, like, film these Mad Libs. Yeah, exactly. Do you need to watch the unrated version? I'm not, no. Nah, I'm, watch not, I'm not screwed with it. Watch I, might, I might buy that movie. I have not bought a movie in like a year. I might buy that one. This is official. Uh, Chris is going to buy Suicide Squad, the extended... The extended cut. And he's retiring from the podcast. I said I might buy it. He totally invalidated our podcast. I will buy it. If I go to Half Price Books and it's there and it's three bucks, I'm going to buy it. I need to watch the rated R version of Batman Superman. I heard it's better, but doesn't it's still bad. I feel like every four episodes we have this talk. Yeah. <laughs> we, have to, we have to check in on DC every once in a while and we see do. what they're, what they're up to. Their shit decisions. I don't think they found a Flash director yet. Really? Uh, their their director dropped off the the game. Really? Yeah. Dude, anytime a director drops off, you know it's because there's producers that are coming in and pushing them around. Yeah. Like you just know that's what it is. <laughs> I just imagine, it's like, not like they're like, oh well, I'm I'm quitting because I don't feel so good. I like, just imagine the director shows up on his first day and you just got producers just hanging out, you know, like a like a gang on the street, you know. And they're yeah. Like, oh, who's like, this new guy? Hey, there he hey. is. Hey, what are you doing hey, here? Hey, look, it's Johnny Director. <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> oh yeah, Johnny Director, good one, dude. <laughs> Uh yeah, I, I I don't feel good about those movies. But going back to Shane Black, yeah, the profile episode. Uh he directed The Nice Guys, which we saw earlier this year. We I did. think it was back in April. Right? Yeah, I guess it did yeah. come out yeah. so long ago. And I yeah. think it's already I watched it twice this year. What do you think? I like it a lot. I like it a lot too. Yeah. I I, I don't I hate to compare it to it, but it's gonna be compared. I don't think it's as good as Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, it's fair. Say, I mean, it's, it's the same very direction. similar it's, movies. Yeah. yeah, I would like to see him do uh, a different genre next time. I would like to see like a good horror movie by him. That'd I know cool. Predator might count, but Predator might just be sci-fi. But like, I want I want to see him like branch off. Like, even if he did like a like I've always said this even too about like Tarantino or something. Like, I would love to see like a teen comedy. That'd be cool. Or like Scorsese do a teen comedy and be like, <laughs> "What is this? Like, this is so random. Like, why are they doing this movie?" But all right, I'm, yeah. I'm down for watching it. A bunch of like 13 year olds, like, "Are you a cop? <laughs> Tell me, are you a cop?" <laughs> um, man, you got me really excited about Predator now. Just thinking about, especially since he's was in it, 
and, and he's, he's a, directing he's it. He's a pretty solid director so far. I just think that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I think he's set to to write and direct it. Uh, and then he has two other movies lined up. By, you know, I, I could change any time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much... We, we got all caught up on his filmography. Got it. What are your top three Shane Black movies, either written or directed? All right, if I had to say my top three... I was going to say Predator until I found out that he didn't write it, which just blew my mind. Yeah. Um, I will say Lethal Weapon. Okay. I will say... Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Okay. And I will say... Probably Iron Man 3. Oh, wow. Why'd you get so upset with that? Man? Jesus, man. If you just turn off the podcast, I totally understand <laughs> Uh, I would do... Um... Cut that out, because Matt makes Matt like a dick. No, 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 it's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm a dick, dude. He's the bad boy of the group. The bad boy of the group. <laughs> I just imagine somebody driving, like, their car, and they're falling asleep, and they're like... <laughs> and the bass is like... Eh. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're, like, driving over railroad tracks, like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, my top three, no specific order. I'd probably do Lethal Weapon. Okay. Monster Squad. Yeah. And I would do Kiss Kiss Bang Bang because I think Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was the one that really turned me on to that's, his stuff. I think that's gonna be my three as well. Yeah, because like you've, I've seen a lot of his stuff and I didn't really like pay attention until after I watched Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, so that, I think that would definitely be my number one. I think Lethal Weapon is probably my number one if I had to actually rank them. Lethal um, Weapon, Monster Squad, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Yeah, for sure. I put Lethal Weapon as my number one. Final answer. Yeah. Okay. Fun question for you guys. Shane Black covers a lot of police. Slash private eye like characters in his stories. We have Bruce Willis slash Boy Scout. Uh, we have Ryan Gosling and um, Russell Crowe. Yeah, Russell. I was gonna say Cameron Crowe. Oh, Cameron Crowe. <laughs> I would love to see that. Happen. It's late, but you have those two. Then you got Val Kilmer, and by the end of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, you have Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Yeah, you of course you have Riggs and Murtaugh, and yeah. you have Last Action Hero himself, Jack Slater. Right. Yeah. Oh, wow. That came from the uh, deep confines of episode one. Oh, wow. So if you could have one of these cops help you out with a crime that has been committed against you, which cop would you want on your side? Or how about this? Here, hypothetical situation. You're a rookie cop. It's your first day on the force. Which one of these guys do you want as your partner? Oh, definitely Riggs, man. Yeah. I'm Can you imagine that first day when you go home to your wife and she's like, how was it work? And like... This guy kept doing three stooges on me. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I would be like, that'd be the worst. Yeah, that's like a... Because he'd be like suicidal. He'd be like... Yeah, but there's, there's stories you'd have. It's awesome, ter- but terrifying and too much of a wild card. Yeah. You like, you're, be... We're talking about your first day on the job. I know, and it'd be the best first day ever. Also, we always we saw what happened with the rookie cop when he paired up with Riggs for a second. And Lethal Weapon 3. Yeah. And he died on his birthday. Yep. Happy birthday, kid. Yeah. How yep. sad. I don't think I would pick... I'll go with the ones I won't pick first. I wouldn't pick Robert Downey Jr. or Ryan Gosling. They're too bumbling. Or... I was going to say Sam Jackson, but, like, no, they're too bumbling. Yeah. Like, I feel like by the end of the movies, at the end of their stories, they get lucky. They're lucky, and they're probably still bumbling. Yeah. I would probably... I I don't know if I would do Murtaugh, because he'd be too grumpy. Too old. I'd probably do Jack Slater... Because Jack Slater can't die. So I'd be like, oh man, I just... Wait, he's going to have to help you in the real world. But he'll probably kick me in the nuts. Yeah. Like he did his, like he did the, the other guy that was on the yeah, forest. Yeah, who asked if you're a farmer. Movie. Yeah, who asked if I'm a farmer, and I'll just book it. Like, but you'll be like, I don't get the joke. What does that mean? Yeah, he's like, here's a few acres, and then... 
And you'll buy to my first day. Yeah, and he'd be like, this guy kicked me in the balls and then asked to buy his farmer, and I don't understand the joke. It'd be like a really, I, I feel like, but I feel like you, you talked about Riggs, man. Riggs would be like Denzel Washington in training day. I think and that'd be your first day with him. And just like, actually this pretty is nuts. <laughs> but he's ultimately good. I think I roll with him because he has military experience and he's a badass. Okay, so you guys would both do rigs. I would. I'd yep. bite the bullet. and I'd probably do it. Yeah, I, I would do rigs. All right, I would, I'm gonna I stick would with. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with Slater. Okay, some fake character in a movie. Kelly, yeah, Kelly Slater, the uh, surfboarder. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, AC Slater. AC. <laughs> <laughs> calling you mama the entire time <laughs> so as i guess as we wrap this uh we know that he's doing the new predator movie okay. so without rehashing i guess the old is he no way yeah no oh no way we didn't talk, <laughs> we didn't talk about that early on the, the episode. that's weird um i guess without rehashing i don't know if it's gonna be a rehash reimagining or sequel or i, think I it, haven't heard any details on, heard except that shane black's tied to it it takes place in the same universe okay as the arnold one I think, I think it's supposed to, yeah. So I think it's supposed to be like some sort of sequel. Yeah. Okay. And I know I'm trying to think who was in it. Who's been in the cast so far? I have no idea who's in the um, cast. James Franco was cast, but he dropped out. Oh, weird. And now he's in the new Alien movie. There's like no information with Danny McBride. Movie. Danny McBride and James Franco. What? Yep. Isn't that weird? Matt, are you listening? Yeah. What did I say? An alien. What? That Danny McBride and James Franco are an alien. Yeah, how weird is that? <laughs> is that yeah. what you said? <laughs> is that, I was just a guess. No, there's nothing. There's like no information about yeah, the Predator. Yeah, I've literally anything. No, all was... I know is that it's called The Predator. Yeah. No, there's a couple casts, and they casted um, Adrian Brody, Topher Grace, <laughs> Lawrence Danny Trejo. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Who else? Uh, Walton Goggins. Optimus uh, Prime. Larry Fishburne. Can we please do that movie for this podcast? I think oh, that would be man. a good one to talk about. What? Predators. Oh man! Oh, I feel like that movie is half good, really good, and half really bad. And I feel I like kinda, that's, I, that's a that's a guilty pleasure for me. I mean, they a lot to discuss, man. Okay, okay. So here's some of the cast members that have been announced. Um, Fifty Cent is one of them. Is it really Curtis Jackson? Yeah. Is this real? Because that's kind of cool. I, no, I hate. Oh, this is all rumored. I hate. 57. All right, hopefully it's just After that video came out, man. Which one? The one of him in the airport ripping on the guy with, uh, he, like, mental disabilities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In Cincinnati. Yeah. Where we're from. Yeah. Everyone knows that. At this yeah. point. Um, and then Olivia Munn is one of them, which I'm not too big of a which fan of Which one's Olivia Munn? Munn? The one that was on G4. She's the Psylocke in the new X-Men. Oh, yeah. I'm um, not too I big really of a fan. Uh, so. She's not good. Yeah. Nah. So that's it. Yeah. What, uh, so... Like, what would you like to see from the the Predator movie? Obviously not a jungle, because that's the first movie. I mean, well, they okay tried to do it again with Predators. And they did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, essentially they did the same like, thing with Predators, but it was, it's like... It was whatever. But it's like, it's on the alien Predator, alien planet, or whatever. Yeah. I would like to see... Man, this is, okay, this is my dream Predator movie. I would like to see, like, a period-esque Predator movie. Do do a like, callback to that Civil War gun? How they got that Civil War gun? Yeah, to like Dana the Wild Glover. West or something like that. Although they like, would have the upper hand because they have fucking laser guns, and then exactly yeah, that's why it'd be more intense because you'd just be like, "Holy shit, these people are screwed!" Because now they don't have modern all weapons. Right. So, like in the first Predator, they barely like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the 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 girl, they made it out alive. Barely. I know, so that's why the, the stakes would be higher, because you're like, these people, I don't know if these people are going to make They're it out. They're not making it out alive. I know, but 100%. that's why you would go see it. It's better to go see it that way than to go see it like, oh, yeah, they're going to make it out. 
I tell you what, I rewatched Predator 2 back in April. I would definitely not remake that movie. That movie's really bad. Really? really? It's awesome. It's really bad. Oh, man, it had some cool parts in it. It has some great parts. I feel like I, maybe I'm remembering it as being good, but I might it, have to it watch it. It has okay parts in it. Uh, but Predator is just such a good good concept, like the first movie. It's not as bad as Predators, man. Predators is pretty bad. Predators is all right. <sighs> that movie's boring. Alien vs. Predator is horrible, on the other hand. I But I talked about we talked about this. The first one? Yeah. I think it's okay. Yeah. I like the backstory. Every, I love the backstory. Backstory's cool. Execution's movie. awful because it's PG-13. I still yeah. think it's okay. It's really that's not that bad. studio stuff, man. Mm-hmm. You, get, you know the director's yeah, gotta, not coming in, though. They had like, to market hey. to the younger generation. Yeah, which is just dumb. How they used to... We watched all the rated R movies. They sold those fucking toys. Yeah. Like, we had... I had a... You know, we had Ripley toys, and... I had a... Ajax? Oh, did you? Yeah, he had, like, eight of them? He had, like, the robot arm. Yeah. like, the the tank... Or the... The the tank tank top tank top tank top, tank top. Tank top. Tank top. <laughs> yeah it was, was like this feature because I think it was because ba- it was in there a a cartoon or is a cartoon or whatever I don't know it was just car- I mean they were kind of cartoony versions of yeah the movie. I think there was a cartoon but yeah we had them yeah. and we had Terminator two toys as well Swamp Thing Swamp Thing yeah. is another one I remember I had a Terminator two toy where I had the uh, I think it was like a uh, is it uh, Dodd with his like the 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 milk and the knife through his mouth. No, it was, but it was T-1000, and... Oh, no, it wasn't T-1000. For some reason, it was on Arnold, and you uh, moved his, like a, like, a claw came out of his hand. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Are you sure not thinking of was... Robocop when he stabs uh, Tover Grace's dad? Yeah, it looked like that, basically. Okay. Speaking yeah. of Robocop 3, Shane Black was in that. Was he? Yeah. I remember he played Robocop. Earlier. He played... Spoiler. No, oh, yeah, um, he was. No, yeah, something on yeah that was the, on the Terminator. The, yeah, it was weird, but yeah, but we, they sold us toys and we like yeah. we still watched the rated R movies. Yeah. I don't know why they think they're like, oh, if we make it PG thirteen, more people are going to see it. It just dumbs down. It really doesn't work that yeah, way. No, it way. never works that way. Okay. It's not like you're going to do like a Friday the Thirteenth and make it PG thirteen. Like I would kids. like to think of one like or just anybody, and we'll open this up to viewers. Uh, name one movie that they switched over from rated R to PG thirteen. Uh, to market it more towards kids. Like, the same situation as Predator, mm-hmm. where they switched the sequel over to PG-13, and it was bigger because it was PG-13. Die Hard 4. Was it really bigger? Maybe. It was probably up there. I bet you it was. I bet you it was. Yeah, I think it was definitely successful. But what a weird it. movie to market to kids. Like, Die Hard, like... Yeah, it's like, called Die Hard, and his catchphrase is yippee ki mother kids. fudger. Yeah. It's... I mean, families, they're like... We oh, yeah, you gotta, bring the, families. You gotta bring the families out to the You movies. think about it, rated R movies are for 17-year-olds, so now you're letting the 15, 16-year-old... I, okay, I get what you're being. You're saying, like, the pg thirteens for, basically, date night in middle school? Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Terminator 3. Was that oh, really shit. PG-13? I think so. Yeah, I think Actually, it was. I think you're right on it. And I mean, I mean, it was still just as successful. Yeah. I, I don't mean, think it, it spawned, was amazing. Spawned but... two more movies after that. That movie sucked. The third bad. one's not bad. The third one's bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it ruins the story. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Really? Yeah, and then they started. They just no, Terminator Three was rated R. No, oh, it wasn't. Wow. Yeah, it was. I think it was. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. We uh, don't know about. Oh, it. It yeah, it was it. because it was supposed to be like the biggest July Fourth rated R movie oh, opening okay. ever. Okay. When it came out, no, like those movies, they keep making them, and they're like they just suck, man. Like they keep fuck fudge, fudging up the this the like the universe because the new the most recent one. Like takes it back to the '80s, but it's like alternate universe, and then now uh, it's all fucking crazy. It's money, I do, do want to watch the new one. The, the one with Christian Bale's okay. I tried watching Genesis. Yeah, that's the newest one, right? It's like 
fucking horrible. Really? It's awful. Really? It's complete dog shit. Well, what's so bad about it, though? Because they try to, like... Like revamp whole, it basically. Well, it's like right? they're revamping by like getting it's like Star Trek. Well, they got Daenerys they, like, Targaryen the... as uh, Sarah, Connor. Sarah Connor. She does not do well as her at all. They got new Kyle Reese, who is Captain Boomerang from Suicide Squad. And he's dog shit. Well, that's uh, the thing. Though, like, it, it's I hate when they do these these kind of movies where it's like it just looks like marketing. It's yeah. so much marketing where it's like, hey. We still have the Terminator franchise. Let's see what we can do with it. What's well, like, and then like with Sarah Connor, and this is like no knock on him, but like Linda Hamilton was very believable in her oh, change yeah. from the first the Terminator transition. to the second one. Oh yeah, but I feel like with Amelia Clark, it's like she's she's it's... already a strong woman in like a strong female character or or not a character but character like an actress. Yeah, because she's like which a she badass. Been, that's what's so Game cool. of Thrones. Yeah, but that's what's so cool about the about Terminator Two is that switch over. Of course. You know, so, like, if you make her already a badass, it's like, that's not the point of the story. Like, yeah. you're missing that It's point. supposed to be a, a total transitional type, you know, yeah. thing. The shifting of the character traits or whatever. Uh-huh. But uh, that's why the first two are so successful. Yeah. Know? But, yep, they're going somewhere I don't want to see going. They'll probably make another Terminator movie, too. And I know well, that I think, one... I think it ends on a cliffhanger. And that thing. one wasn't successful. No. Yeah, it was. It was um, a bomb. Uh, I just did the research. Uh, Terminator 5 Genesis... Its budget was one hundred and fifty-five million, which is a lot. It made four hundred and forty million dollars domestically over- or internationally. Internationally, it's overseas. Yeah, it's Crowd. overseas. Why does man. it not count? All right, see how much it made domestically. It made ninety. Yeah, that's a failure. Yeah, that's a- why is that a failure? It's under budget, but it still yeah. made its money back overseas. What's it? How's it a failure? It should have made like upwards of like six hundred to eight hundred. Yeah, but it still yeah. wasn't a failure. It it's made, still, it's it still, made, I mean, that's still, I mean, that's still. And it was made three times its budget. But most of the time they do, like, they look at movies like that. If it's not, if it doesn't make its entire budget back within it's gotta the make, American it's gotta market, make the, it's gotta it's make made the, in America. It's got to make the budget back plus all the cost to pay everyone. Yeah, so that yeah. movie probably made. It, it's a, it's a, like a soft success. It probably made, I bet it made a hundred million profit. That's my guess. Maybe. Whatever. Either way, those movies suck. Okay. Wait, which ones? All of them? Yeah, all of them now. Yeah. Back to Predator. Um, what I want to see from Predator, go back to one Predator. Oh, yeah. I don't well, want, that's why it's the Predator. I want the hunt thing again. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. It yeah. Is, yeah. Well, I think that's why... That answered my question. Got what I wanted. Yeah. Somebody else make a wish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's why I think what's so cool about that and like the new Alien movie is that it's like going back to one single... And it's supposed to be like legit terrifying. Yeah. So I want to see James Franco fight that alien, man. That's not gonna happen. He's How weird, man! Is it got James Franco and Danny McBride? Is it's it really like, James Franco? Yeah. I don't think he's in it. I think it's yeah. a, I, IMDb. I heard Danny McBride, but I don't. I never heard anything about. James well, Danny Franco. McBride like did tweet saying like, "Don't expect a comedic role out of yeah. this." Like, and, yeah. it's not, and James Franco, from what I read, it's a small role, but he's still in it. He's the alien. He's like he's... the little ch- chestburster alien. <laughs> His hand. Yeah. What a random That's cast. A rap on... I know, dude. To like do like the Numi Ray Pace is back in it, and probably I think Michael Fassbender's back in it. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I'd like to do one of the Alien movies for the podcast one day. Alien Resurrection. I'm there. I'd be okay with that. Okay. I'd be okay with Alien Resurrection. I don't know what I would like to see from a new Predator movie. I I guess something that would be I want it to be scary again. Yeah, I think that's what it needs to be. Don't don't show the uh, the Predator too much. No. Which you know, which we want. I mean, at this point, in our adult lives are like show it. Which, which, yeah, which is what both like the Predator and Alien. You never see it until like the base of the very end. Yeah, pretty much. So hopefully they're going back to that those roots. 
So, but that's all I got to say about that. I like it was like, <laughs> you know, if you're going to do that, though, I want to see him look different. Yeah. Like, so I'll be update, surprised. Maybe, like, update the, update the look a little bit. Make but it not, bigger. But like, not make if... it, like, Power Rangers, you yeah. know, revamp. Have you seen those pictures yet? No. Oh, my God. It looks hilarious. Really? All right. I don't know. I, I still want to see it just for Brian Cranston. And uh, apparently Bill Hader as Alpha. That's even better. That yeah. is awesome. Although the design for him is fucking awful. Really? Yeah. But dude, just to hear Bill Hader go, ay 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 ay, Zordon. You know, oh. that's kind of cool. I'm okay with that. All right, well that's gonna wrap up our podcast for the week. Um, I want to thank Hanto for joining us. You're welcome. Thank uh, you. Thank you for having me on the show. And Matt, thank you for being a, a normal guest. Okay. On my show. Um, and then Chris, thank you for also being a guest on the show. You're welcome. What do you What do you have lined up for us next week? Next week is your pick. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Edward Scissorhands, and we are going to profile Tim Burton. That oh, is nice. my final decision. A lot of shit movies on that list. Really? I was going to say complete opposite. I mean, more modern. So you think it's oh so you're thinking like movies. his first half of his career is pretty good yeah it's awesome second half pretty bad okay all right well join us next week as we profile Tim Burton and we discuss Edward Scissorhands as always please rate and review us on any uh, social media platform we are taking requests we've gotten a few here recently and we're gonna no honor... no more word of mouth no one uh, needs to know. if you want a request write into cinemacultpodcast at gmail or or comment on one of the posts that we make on Facebook. Oh, can't they just write their own post? Yeah. No, okay, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, so anything on Facebook or if they send you through the email. Okay, yeah, please send us requests. We love them. Um, thank you, as always, for listening. We do appreciate that. I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And I'm Honto. And we'll see you next time.